It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What is up, everybody? If you're a first-time listener, what I do every weekend is I take our best seven segments from the week and count them down based on y'all's engagement, what all you really liked. And let me tell you, we had some good things happen this week that I cannot wait to talk to you guys about, but also talk to Lunchbox about. What up, Lunch? What up? <laughs> Happy Saturday. I mean, we just had some uh, a chocolate-covered cicada situation. We had so many guests on. Lunchbox pretended to be my dad. I mean, just so much to talk Probably about. Probably your favorite moment of the week. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about, so let's get started. Coming in at number seven, we did the hobby in a hat, where everybody on the show had to choose another show member's hobby. Well choose from the hat basically they didn't really get to choose about what they could do for a hobby based on our other show members interests well you know ray had to do boxing for me bobby had to watch teen mom for lunchbox he got lucky enough he got to watch teen mom (laughs) so many crazy hobbies lunch i need to know more about your hobbies because some people were a little controversial online saying that watching a tv show is it necessarily a hobby? Why? What is a hobby? It's something you enjoy doing that is outside of work. Well, is that not what a hobby? I, I don't know. I'd have to look up the Merriam-Webster dictionary version, but let me look up. Yeah, hobby. let me see. Definition of hobby is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. Yep. So and I yep. watch Teen Mom in my free time for leisure, for pleasure. Okay. And so that would define a hobby. I mean, taking a nap is a hobby. This is true, but just to to appease these other people, what other hobbies do you have? Well, I go running. I play soccer. Um, I don't know. I I, I watch TV. I play with my kids. I make out with my wife. I mean. (laughs) It took a different turn than I was ready for a lunchbox. I mean, but those are my hobbies. Like, as an adult, you don't really get, oh, I play golf. Yeah, Eddie and I play golf a lot. I Um, am surprised out of all four of you guys, not one of y'all put golf into this hobby thing. Well, I figure that that would be too easy and you people would enjoy doing it. You want to do something that no one is, like if Eddie or Bobby drew that, they'd be like, yay, great. But if they draw Teen Mom, they're going to be like, oh, and that's what happened. Yeah, that's true. If you guys like went home to your wives and were like, I get to play golf for 20 minutes a day. It's my work assignment. Yeah, Yeah, they would be like, "Uh, no, thank you. So yeah, those are my hobbies. I don't know what do you got. You you got boxing and what and drinking. I you know I had learned during the pandemic that drinking is not a hobby. That I had to find new hobbies. Okay, so what do you have? So um, hanging out with my friends. That's that's a big hobby of mine. Well, see. I mean, it really it, is. That's it, what well, I like to do in my leisure okay. time. Okay, yeah, that's but, what I'm saying. That, that's a hobby. Hey, people would say that's not a hobby, but that's. I was not the one that said that though. Those people online. Okay, you're right. Don't yell at me. Um, I like to go on long drives and listen to music. That's something I like. That's to enjoy weird. Doing. I, I no, I'm sorry. It's just no, like I'm just saying it. that's weird. I, I, I don't, I don't get that one. But go ahead. It, it calms me down. Um, I take my dog for hikes, walks. Okay. Yeah, I walk my dog. I mean, I didn't think about that as a hobby, but I do do that. Yeah. Um, boxing, which is what got brought up on the show. I recently just picked up the hobby of archery, which is a new one for me. Like, where do you go to an art, or are you just shooting in your backyard? Well, so I have been going to, like, a spot just to kind of practice to make sure I like it. Like in a public park? No, um, there's, like, like some archery kids shooting walking back, Mommy, mommy, look at me on the street. Ah! <laughs> Absolutely ah, I'm like a shot with a bow and arrow. I'm pretty sure that's illegal. Uh, no, to archery shooting ranges. Much like a gun range, but it's an archery shooting lane. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
And so, but I'm going to buy myself a bow and get an archery thing for my backyard and do it in the backyard. Oh, boy. Next thing you know, Remy's going to accidentally get the arrow. No, absolutely. Don't even. Well, I'm even just saying. Joke about I, that. I'm just warning you. You got to be oh, careful. Give that a dog heart attack. No, Remy would not be outside when this is happening. Okay. Or maybe inside. Oh, or the little Blue Jays. Choo, 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 no. Boom. Oh, no. Okay. Well. I'm just saying. You got to be careful. So you're those. saying that I should probably keep it to the, to the you know, archery I did, ar- I did archery the one time I went to summer camp. I went to summer camp one week in my whole life. Camp Flaming Arrow in Hunt, Texas. And we did archery. And that was a lot of fun. But I did it like twice, and that was my my history with archery. Yeah, but I feel like I've seen all these like really professionals on TikTok do all these crazy archery stunts, and I'm like, this is so cool. I want to be able to do that. It also makes me feel like a badass. Yeah, so how long until we can put an apple on top of Eddie's head and you can shoot it off? Ooh, I'm, I mean, I've already hit at least five bullseyes okay. in my time of three times that I've gone. Would you be confident enough to put an apple on Eddie's head and shoot it off? Not yet. Like, no, I, I don't want to be held responsible okay. yet. <laughs> Give me some more time to work on my um, my steady hand. And I'm also like, su- I have very little arms. They're kind of like T-Rex arms. So I, I have to work on that too. You, you want to know how long until uh, Eddie will be comfortable with that? Never. Yes, exactly. Just so you know, you're never going to be able to do that. But Yeah, no, yeah, no I, I, I don't think we should do that. I'm not Katniss Everdeen, but I wish I was. Okay, Hunger Games. Never seen it. So dumb. You've never seen Hunger Games? Never seen it. Never will. So dumb. But why do you think it's so dumb if you've never seen oh, it? Oh, because it's so nerdy. Because Amy and Bobby were so into that crap. And they made us show up at Amy's sister's house, I think, for one whole Saturday and shoot a video recreating the the preview of the movie. And I was in the scene for like three seconds, but I had to be there for eight hours because they loved Hunger Games. It was so dumb. You talk about nerdy a lot. What are things that you consider nerdy? Uh, cosplay, <laughs> nerdy. Okay. Comic books, nerdy. Um... I don't know. There's a lot of things, but I, I, those are the things that come to the top of my head. So really anything like in... Like Harry Potter, nerdy. So like entertainment. Star Wars, <laughs> nerdy. So entertainment. Star Trek, <laughs> nerdy. Anything related to superhero space. Yeah, kind of. Like, I don't mind you watching a Superman movie, but when you start dressing up with them and going to conferences, that's when you turn nerdy. Yeah, but it's so cool. Like, when you get so invested in characters and you want to dress up like them, it's like Halloween, but all year round. No, no, Halloween's cool because, like, it's meant for that. It's not like a random Saturday where you're just going to go to, you know, over there to Tupelo, Mississippi and be like, hey, I'm going to the cosplay tournament or whatever. Okay, oh, you know well, what else is? I just want to do it uh, once in my life. What is that other thing? Um, Pokemon cards? Nerd. Uh is there in there another card game? War, not war. Uh, World of Work. No, that's a video game. World of, World of Warcraft? Nerds. Oh. Video uh, games? Nah, it's uh, I mean, that's magic. a video game. Magic. magic. Magic makes people nerdy? No, Magic the game, the card game? Nerds! I've never played Magic. Oh, so. man. Yeah, okay, but, well, I think a lot of people could argue that because you like playing soccer, you're a nerd. Magic Gathering. Thank you very much. But also, magicians, nerds. Oh, but boy. it is cool. Hey, but magicians do, like, I love that. Like, I go and I'm just like, that's mind blowing. See, I feel like all these things you would end up really enjoying, no. but you you're just blocked off from them. I'm not blocked off. I'm you just, are. I'm legit. Okay. Well, you know what? 
I think soccer is nerdy. That's fine. You just don't <laughs> understand good stuff. Not really. I don't. I I enjoy being a nerd. I think that's fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm like totally geeking out over something. Just like you geek out over Teen Mom, it's no different than geeking out over. I don't dress up like the things. Teen Moms. I don't go to no, but you do get excited if you were to meet them. I, uh, well, yes, anybody. That's what happens at these cosplay. You're, you're meeting the actors. No, you're not. Yeah, you're, you are. You're dressed up as you're them. You're dressed up as them, but they meet the actors. The actors go too. Yes, I understand. So, that. so you meet them, and you get really excited about meeting teen. Yeah, moms. and when I meet them, I'm not dressed up like them. Okay, but I, it's a different different world. It is a different world. All right, we could be here all day. Well, you guys, can we hear. could be because it's Saturday. So let's do it. I know it's a long day. You need to hang out with the kids, which I do need an update on the kids, so we're going to get to that, okay? All right. We got a lot more to talk about, but first up, y'all can hear what we thought about each other's hobbies and our first experience with, really, how that all went down. Number seven. Uh, Let's check in with the hobby hat. We all drew someone else's hobby out of the hat. Uh, Let's go to Raymundo first, because Raymundo, Morgan number two's hobby is boxing, so you drew boxing. I saw you went to title boxing with her yesterday. Oh, yeah, and just straight up dominated an hour class. She taught me the ropes. Pretty intense, but had a fun time. I was watching you. Yeah, I mean, the time they videoed me was when I was my most tired. It was at, like, the 50-minute mark. I was gassed, and people kept, even my own wife was like, you'll never be able to box anybody. You looked really bad and sloppy. I was like, that's because I was exhausted. I mean, film me the first minute of my workout, please. Yeah, you look very sloppy, but do you feel like you could box someone now after doing that? Uh, no. I mean, I would need a lot, a lot of training. I have a very good left, but my right's weak. I don't know how to duck. There's a lot of that involved. How do you do, Morgan? He, he had a lot of power, but he just couldn't seem to figure out to use both hands. He really liked using his left hand, so we, we'd need to work on that hand movement. But honestly, the fact that he stuck it out for the entire hour with two really intense trainers, I was super proud of him. Lunchbox, you have to watch birds. What'd you do yesterday? Uh, so my neighbors ha- have a bird bath that they haven't been using that's just sitting up against their fence. So I grabbed it, put it in my yard, and filled it up with water and watched some birds twiddle around in the water. You stole a bird bath from your neighbors? I wouldn't say stole. It hadn't been used for at least a year, and it's just been sitting there against the fence. And I was like, hey, they don't want it. They're at work. I'll just borrow it for a couple hours. So I put some water in it and watched some birds frolic around in the water. Oh, cute. Yeah. I, I mean, need to get a little bath thingy. Did you like it? It was cool to see him frolic. It was just like, oh, look at those birds. They really, I thought, how stupid. They're not going to come just dance in this water. Well, guess what? They come and dance in the water when you Mm -hmm. put it out there. They know how to find water. Amy, your hobby is to watch the weather from Raimundo. Yeah, and I'm watching the world's deadliest weather. That's my chosen thing. And the episode I watched yesterday focused on animals and different things that happened. And somehow we took a detour to Thailand where this python or some huge snake had like been washed from his habitat where he lived and ended up in a sewage system and crawled up a man's toilet in Thailand. And while he was sitting on his, and in Thailand, the toilets are like in the ground. Like it's almost yeah. like you're squatting, you know, it's uh-huh. not like the toilets we have. So any, any hoozy, I don't know how to say this. Did the snake get him? Came up and bit him in the, oh. the butt or the nads? The two, the balls. Oh. I said nad, so we'd have to say wow. balls. Wow, wow, wow. She <laughs> went straight ball. What just happened there? Okay, sorry. I don't know. I mean, first you censored yourself, then you just went yeah, for Yeah, you it. went, ooh, yeah. and then I gave you a word that would be like middle ground nads, and then you okay, jumped. Or you like could... hurdled that. Huh. 
<laughs> the whole thing's just awkward for me because I saw I saw it. I can't unsee what I saw. I mean, I didn't see that, but there was it, it was the scene of the crime, mm-hmm. and they had footage there because I guess news crews showed up and they. Uh, good what is news that is, all right, John, we're here at the scene. <laughs> we're gonna check now. Bend over. Here he is. Here's Clint. <laughs> no, but they were able to successfully rescue the python and release it back into the wild, and then the guy I think is gonna be okay-ish. I'm mean, probably traumatized for life, but yeah, there's that. So that's. You know, that's the kind of stuff I'm watching things to Ray. Let's check in with Morgan on the diamond art hobby you drew Eddie's. Yes. And what are you doing art about? It, it's like these little teeny tiny diamonds, and I use a little, like, pin little tweezer thing, and I take it and I put it on the painting. But to what are you create. making? Is it like a cat? It's an elephant. Oh, it's an elephant. It's Sparkly a very, elephant. Yeah. It's a very big elephant. I barely made a dent in this thing, okay? Like, I've, I've spent probably over an hour and a half doing this and I think I barely have maybe put on like a hundred diamonds. Do you think you'll finish this project in this week or just give up? I don't think I'll finish it this week but I have too much OCD to not finish it at some point. So I'll finish it. I just don't think I'm going to make a dent in it this week but I'm trying really hard. I gave Eddie my favorite podcast to listen to called The Razorback Daily. Bad day to listen. I couldn't listen yesterday because I'm too heartbroken over the loss, the baseball loss. Man, let me tell you, I, I mean, I'm just like amazed by the fan base. I mean, the, the Arkansas fan base is like it's so... All we, it's all we have. I mean, you guys are so passionate about this that the entire podcast sounded like a funeral. Be, <laughs> like, I, like, hey, I love it. I respect it. But man, it was hard to listen to because there was so much pain going through that, those voices in the podcast. But I'll listen again today. I didn't listen. And I always listen. I can't take it right now. I'm they, still mourning. Hey, they found little silver linings in yeah, there and I appreciated I that. I don't. I didn't. Um, as far as me, I had to watch Teen Mom, and I've now watched a full episode. Yes. It's an hour show, and I watched a full episode. And so in this first episode, I'm going back 10 years. Do you even remember the stuff, Lunchbox? I remember some of it. Because Farah finds this guy to date, and he is a model too, and then she ends up finding out that he is cheating on her, and they've only been dating a few weeks, and it's a whole situation. She drives three hours to his town to confront him. <laughs> and I'm watching, and I just feel like a loser. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an adult man. I would get if I was a 25-year-old female, 32-year-old oh. female. I get it. But a 41-year-old man watching this show, I'm I, and Caitlin's like, what are you watching? Because she's like, I don't know. Like, I think Cody's like probably staying with another girl. She's like, what are you, what, what, what's, what's happening? I'm like, I'm watching Teen Mom because Lunchbox made me for his hobby. No, he didn't make you. You made us draw hobbies out of a hat. And then now we all have to do the yeah, hobbies. But it's so. his hobby, so I have to do it. Yeah, so he's right. the honor. He right. gets to pick. Yeah. Um, so let's see. What else happened? Amber Portwood goes into a doctor's office. And it's weird they can get the camera in with the doctor. And the doctor's like, hey, I think you're depressed. I think you have um, some anxiety issues. And she's like, yeah. And that's all that happened. <laughs> and then it shows the doctor walk out of the room. Wow. So... Hmm. I've watched I watched 20 more minutes of it today or 30 minutes of it today, but yeah, I, go, I don't go. I don't know that I like it through one episode. But what, we have another one to do. Yeah, you got a couple more episodes and then you'll be hooked because you're going to be invested emotionally in their lives. I'm telling you, I wouldn't have watched the second episode if I hadn't been forced to. Like the one oh. I'm going to watch today, I, I wouldn't have been like, oh, I got to watch another one. So okay, those are our hobby check-ins right. for today. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. We brought on Chase Beckham. He is the latest American Idol winner, and he is so good. He performed an original song with us that he also performed on American Idol, but he revealed something during his interview on the show that he says happened during the finale, and it explains so many things that fans were wondering about his face during 
like his reaction to winning the whole show. And it'll blow your mind because you're like, wait, why did that happen? How did that happen? That can't happen again. Trust me, listen to this interview and then go watch his performance at bobbybones.com. Number six on the Bobby Bones Show now. Chase Beckham. Chase won American Idol. Has it been like crazy since you won? Have you been nonstop? Yeah. It's been, are you tired? <laughs> a little tired, but I'm good. Every day has been pretty much uh, a new challenge, you know, new, new things to do and people to meet. And, you know, I pretty much got to go home for a few days and then flew right out here. So, so. do you have a place that you're going to live in Nashville already? I'm looking. So I haven't had time to shop yet. So I'm going to go shop around starting like Monday through Thursday next week. I'll be around looking at looking at places. Well, your life has just been completely changed, man, in the last six months. Yeah. Just completely. Who would have thought... And you can tell me if you thought this or not. When you go on American Idol, the, you know you have to get convinced to go and basically audition for that show. Mm-hmm. Smash cut, here we are, and you're in this studio thinking about moving across the country with a record deal, about to pursue like a life, <laughs> like a real life life in country music. You make it sound really, <laughs> really crazy. I guess I don't think about it, you know, like that. It's just something I've been working hard at for a long time. So it's nice to kind of finally um, get somewhere with it, you know, and. Uh, just the hard work paying off. It feels really good, I guess. But yeah, I, I think I sat down the other day and I was reading some articles and I listened to 23 for the first time. Like I listened to it and it like just the whole story, like the way it all kind of played out, just like brought me to tears. I was like, this is crazy that this is my life now. And I get to kind of carry on doing these things that I love, you know, because it was about a year ago that I was blue collar, you know, working my tail off in the sun all day and kind of, you know, wake up every day and you're like, man, we got to go do this again. And now it's like I wake up every day and I'm like, yes, I get to go do these things and I get to enjoy my life and I get to, you know, meet all these awesome people. So, well, some of them are awesome. Some, are. <laughs> but here's the thing: your blue collar job, because listen, it was focused on a lot on American Idol. They took you back and you had to put the jacket back on. You get back mm. in the little truck. You do. But what what were you doing? What was your specific job when you wake up in the morning? You would go on and do what? Yeah, I wake up in the morning. Um, usually get down. Takes me about an hour to get to work. And I'd be down at work in uh, about six thirty in the morning. And then, yeah, you get there and you got to start pretty much operating everything that's in the yard. You organize it, pull it off the trucks, put it on the trucks. You uh, fill it up with fuel, wash it, clean it, fix it if it's broken, put the different attachments on it for all the job sites. So, so like a forklift? Like what are we talking about here? Backhoes, excavators, water trucks, boom, scissor lifts, everything you can think of. Uh, pretty much anything that has to do with construction, I learned how to operate it. Did you think that that is what you would be doing for the rest of your life? I always thought, I was like, I can be an operator, and I can make decent money being an operator, and that was kind of my, you know, it was either that or driving trucks. My, my dad's a truck driver, and so my uncle and my grandfather, they're all truck drivers, so uh, I was like, man, I can make some good money doing that, take care of my family, you know, because there wasn't much for me, you know, I didn't go to college, and there was music, and so it was like, it's either music or, you know, get a good job working blue collar. Chase Beckham's here, he won American Idol. Um, but to go and audition for that show, did someone have to kind of twist your arm and convince you? Yeah, I wasn't willing for me. Um, I didn't, I didn't uh, jump at the opportunity, <laughs> to say uh, the least. But my parents definitely were believing in me the most whenever I had kind of given up on myself and all my dreams and stuff. They had uh, pushed me to pursue you know, the American Idol journey and thought that I would do, well, I didn't, none of us thought that I would like win or anything, but we thought that it would, you know, hopefully I'd get on and get to do some of the live shows and just get a little bit of exposure. So, um, yeah, I had like this goal, but I was 25. If I didn't get anywhere in music, I was going to quit, like just give up and I'm 25 next month. So oh, this wow. all, this, crazy? All, yeah. Yeah, this all panned out. 
they would go before I would talk with Chase. Well, because what they do is with me, they they go, okay, here's everything we've been beating him up about. <laughs> when I walk in, and you'd be like, hey man, so uh, how are you gonna quit music if, you, if this doesn't work out for you? And be real dramatic. And Chase is about the most prepared for this show I've ever seen anybody. Like he was never rattled. He was never thought. He never thought if he lost, he was dead. And he never thought if he won, he was gonna be a superstar. He was just the most emotionally prepared person I've ever seen on that show. Because you were never too high, never too low, but you were always ready to go. And yeah. I'd be like, all right, Chase. They'd be like, all right, now, really get him revved up. And I'd be like, oh, that's not my thing either. It's not my thing to go in and really like, you know, woo, you know? Like, I have my style. And they're like, go in. And I'd be like, all right, Chase, if you don't do this, they're going to put you in the guillotine and cut your head off. And he'd be like, you know, if that happens, I'm okay with that. And I'm like, all right, all right. <laughs> well, listen, man, I'm super pumped that you're here. I told you. Like, let's go. Move to Nashville. I yeah. think you are as ready to be a star as anyone I have ever seen coming off that show. Oh, and thanks, I have been man. on that show five, four, four years now. Thanks, man. Just that's, that's because you're ready to work, you know? Yeah, that's what I, I keep on telling everybody at the label. I'm like, let's put me in a studio right now. Like, I'm <laughs> not trying to sit around and I want to go. Like, you know, I want to get my feet on the ground and start running. Well, let's so. hear 23 because this is the song that you played. It it, it just it crushed the charts. You know, I, we saw it go to number one on like different different streaming charts, digital charts. And listen, I was surprised. Not that the song's not good, but I was surprised to see so many people gravitate to it that quickly. Right. And when you play a song like this on the show, I got to imagine that people that are watching start hitting you up and go, "Oh man, I felt that." Like like I appreciate you saying that. Did that happen a lot? I mean, it was a song for me that it was, you know, talking about me dealing with a lot of my personal issues in life and kind of just telling a, a piece of my life, not my whole life story, but just kind of a piece of it. And, you know, it was, it was just cool to watch how many people connect on that song in different levels, because like for me, it was talking about like trying to, you know, ease up on drinking and get my life together. And I see videos of people and they're partying and they're drinking and they're singing 23 and they're having a good time. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, dude, like if that's what it is to you, then that's what it is to you. That's cool. Who am I to tell you that you have to listen to the song in a different way? But then and there's also tons of people who are like, man, that song really gets me. You know what I mean? So I love that it's like acceptable in that many different areas, kind of. This is the first song, by the way, just a fun fact, the first single that the actual winner wrote. Does it make sense? Because usually fancy songwriters go in and they're like, all right, let's all get in a room. We'll create scientific probability. What song should we? But Chase wrote this and he won. And this is the single first time ever. So I think that's some, you know, that's really some validation to you as a songwriter as well. I didn't even know that until like (laughs) the other day. They just told me that. I was like, that's really cool. You know, I had no idea. So. All right. Here is Chase Beckham performing his song 23. Now I'm 23 and there ain't nobody who could drink like me Soon I'll be 24 and the Lord knows that can't drink no more I know I should have taken it slow It's not the way that my life goes Lord, I know When you're passed out on the floor Silver by 24. Simple as my mama said when I was very young. She told me not to worry, son. One day you'll be someone. 
But here I am at 21 It's loaded as a stagecoach shotgun I'm sorry mama Please don't look at me Nice. Chase Beckham is here. Yeah. He won American Idol. Do you know what season of American Idol that was? It was season four on ABC, season 19. That's right. Season four on ABC is a way to answer that. I've learned yeah. that through a lot of press. That's right. Hey, so when you win this show, I read, and I didn't know what they gave you exactly. It says that winners get $250,000. I guess. I don't, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I keep on checking my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing yet? I, honestly, I didn't know that. Back in the day, the rumor was they gave you a million. And yeah, that rumor wasn't true. What I read was the popularity of the winners went down, so they paid them less. That's okay, pop, pop, but the show, every show, right, is is not what it used to be. It doesn't right. matter, you know, because you know American Idol when I was a kid was massive and was twenty five million people. Where you're, you know, playing to seven or eight million people, which is still great, but just in general, everything is down a bit. Exactly. But I mean, look at you. You're rich now. I think it's time for you to pay me dinner. <laughs> look at you, <laughs> this guy. I'm not, I'm not rich yet, but I'm going to do everything I can to get there. You know. Well, let me say this. I'm super pumped that you're here, and I think you're a star. And it's just going to be crazy to watch you grow, man. It you you are the most prepared for this of anyone. And you know, I've hung out with the hundreds of people on that show. Thanks. You are the most prepared. You you have the talent. You have the work ethic. You have the skill. You have the story. Like, you couldn't be any more of a of a guy that moves to this town and, and makes it. So I'm proud of you, man. Thanks, dude. And I told you, you, could, you have four max nights on the couch if you're completely lost. <laughs> I told you, you can't stay any more than four nights, but you have four nights if you're looking for a place. I think to, I've already purchased more guitars than I would be able to, to bring over bring over to yeah. your house. Yeah, man, there's no way. So, <laughs> All right, there he is, Chase Beckham. When they called your name, what what, what was going through your head? Could you believe it? Or do you think Willie was going to win? Okay, so the, here's something about the moment that I that I – that they call my name because a lot of people have asked me like oh you didn't seem surprised and this is a horror I've never said this to anybody but this is actually what happened that card is huge right and Ryan was right next to me you saw it I saw my name <laughs> on the card oh no yeah. so you knew that's awesome I haven't told that to anybody this is the first time that story's been told literally that's, I saved that for you Bobby but Ryan's standing there and he's like and the winner is and he like looks at it and I'm like you said, that's of hilarious. this year, and I was like, "That's so." Like, if you watch the video, I go like this <laughs> because I didn't want to look at it, so I just went like this. And I, that's when I accepted it. And then he said my name, and everybody's like, "You didn't seem surprised." And I was like, "Because my name was massive <laughs> across this giant gold card," and I was like, "Yeah." So I don't know. It was like I saw it maybe like ten <laughs> seconds before he said my name. That's funny. So what was going through my head was like, "Okay, this is really like." I had like ten seconds to prepare to sing twenty three, basically. So wow, that's good. That's a good story. I didn't know that either. I didn't wonder if Willie saw it wasn't him. I hope not, because you know I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's so weird, man. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. such an awkward situation. Either way, you're oh, not for out. you. You won. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. Good. I mean, but it's, it's a lot of people were like, "Oh, you just seem so." Man, so chill. And I was like, "I don't." Well, I'm normally like that, but still at the same time, it was like I saw it. 10 seconds prior to actually getting my name called. So that's funny. What was going through my name? Ryan, was, or, Ryan pulls up a poster board with Chase's name. And he's like, <laughs> and I can't believe is. he didn't see it. <laughs> All right, listen, follow Chase on Instagram. Chase, but it's C-H-A-Y-C-E. Chase Beckham Music. He's going to be a star, no doubt about it. Uh, you guys check out 23. Since your parents were such a big part of you doing that and you won, like what? So what do, what do they get? <laughs> what do they get? Um, <laughs> my parents are definitely... Uh, I owe every all of my success I owe to them. They um they definitely 
I gave up on, like, we went through some hard, hard times, you know, and so I, I gave up 100% on myself, almost as a person, you know, and um, they were the ones who were like, no, you can do this, and you can you can be somebody, you can chase down your dream. They believed in me more than I ever believed in myself. So um, for the rest of my life, I owe them everything and giving them everything that I can, and that's why I try to come out and do these things so I can take care of my family and make sure that they're taken care of and that they don't ever have to worry about anything because uh, they've worried about me plenty. So I just want to be able to give back to them, you know, for the rest of my life through music. So. Yeah. I was just kind of joking, but I'm sure that, I mean, about what they get from it, but I'm sure them seeing you win and then now take off on something that's been your dreams is, yeah. is a gift enough for them just to see that you're you're living it out. It, it means the world to me to know that they're actually proud, yeah. you know, that I've actually accomplished something in my life and from going from doing a lot of, you know, bad stuff and to getting into, uh, you know, doing things that they can, you know, go and say that they're proud. They're talking in the newspapers and <laughs> it's cool for them to get to experience that, knowing all the stuff that we've been through as a family. So, um, yeah, I mean, my mom can't even go. She's like a little antique shopper, and she goes and buys and flips antiques, and she loves picking. So um, she can't even go do that anymore without people bombarding her and saying, oh, you're Chase's mom. We, you know, we've seen you on TV. So oh, love she, that. Uh, she gets her kicks out of it. She's here in Nashville right now, actually. She came with me, so. She's just chilling at the hotel. Special. <laughs> there he is, Chase Beckham. Chase, good to see you. Welcome to a life of singing in the morning. Yes, that, sir. You know, he yeah. came in and he's like, I remember singing in the morning. Yeah, this is the first of 10 million, buddy. Uh, there, Chase Beckham, everybody. Yeah. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, guys. Let's go. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. I'm so excited to get Lunchbox's thoughts on this because we brought on a professional cuddlist on our show. She is a professional cuddler where she basically uses cuddle therapy to help her clients. I want to know what you thought about all of this lunch. I mean, it is. You want to. Okay. You want to talk about people that go to a cuddler? They got to be kooky as crap. They got to be the weirdest people you've ever met to go in, into some stranger's place and hear her say, hold me. Like, how weird. And the fact that she actually gets paid to do it, so strange. Because I get you get some weird, strange people. And what if they smell bad? Because I ain't cuddling with someone that smells bad. Do you make them go out and, and take a shower? Do you say, hey, sorry, your hygiene's not up to my cuddling standards. Can you jump in the shower real quick? Like, oh. Yeah, but is it not, like, lost on you that she's making $100? Per these clients? No, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm amazed that people pay $100 an hour to cuddle someone. Would you consider switching your profession to do that? I mean, I feel like yeah, that's to get some paid good money. Yes, to get paid $100 an hour. I mean, you would only have to work a couple hours a day. But, but let me ask you this, because I feel like it rivals therapy now. It's just another form. It's called cuddle therapy. Have you ever been to therapy? No. Never in your life, not no. one, by yourself, not with anybody no. else, nothing. No. Well, and that's probably why it's hard to understand. I feel like if you've been to therapy. I've been to massage therapy. That, they give you a massage? Absolutely. See, that's Amazing. Nice. Let me tell you, I had never had a massage before, and I was like, that is so weird. And I went, and I had this lady rub all over my body. She put these oils on me, and I mean, she got in there with her elbows, and you feel these knots going out, and I was just like. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> and it was so amazing. So amazing. And, I mean, they saw a sucker written on my forehead because I bought a dang membership because I was like, I need to come do this once Wait, a month. so you get a massage once a month? Yeah. They are so good. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'm, you, know, you feel so relaxed 
when you leave that place, like, I mean, sometimes it's so relaxing. This is how bad it is. I fall asleep, which is terrible. No, that doesn't surprise me because you can fall asleep like that. Right. Which, by the way, I just snapped. Did you know that when you snap, it's actually your finger hitting your your hand? Yeah. Okay, we can get back to that later. Yeah. You know, I couldn't snap. I just blew his mind. I couldn't snap until the seventh grade. I can't whistle. No, actually, it was uh, sixth grade. My bad. It was Miss Jordan. Mm. But it you was can her. snap now. What did you learn? It was her English class, and we had to have a journal, and we had to write down three wishes, and we couldn't wish for more money or more wishes. And okay, and you w- wished to be able to snap? I wished I could snap. And so it, by the end of sixth grade, I could snap. Did somebody teach you? I No, because I can't snap with my right hand. So you believe in wishes? You believe yeah, in genies? I guess so, because it came true. Like, that's amazing. That is amazing that I had never been able to. And then by the end of the year, my sixth grade year, Miss Jordan, her little journal, boom. Voila! So that's what you're telling me to do so I can be able to whistle. I just need to write it down and be like, I wish that I could whistle. That's Lunchbox. It's not me. That's what mine sounds like. That's funny. Yeah, I can't get that's it. That's terrible. So yeah, so I got massages. Mm-hmm. I got. I can snap but yeah i fall asleep during the massage and sometimes i feel like man you're wasting your massage because you're not enjoying it but maybe i'm enjoying it so much i fall asleep do you ever come out the the few times i've gotten massages and it's you've only gotten it a few times you m2 you are missing out on life massages are what life is about i have definitely (laughs) i mean something i never knew existed when i was like a personal massage thing at my house i just it's really hard for me, just like with a nails. A personal massage thing at your yeah, house? Yeah, like the little things that you can buy and you just put it on you and then it no, massages. It's, not the it's same. like a massage chair. It's not the same as that lady's hands rubbing into your muscles. But it, and- let me tell you, it's really hard for me to justify. Like I only allow myself to eat out like once a week. It's really hard for me to justify buying things that I can do on my own. Like I, I don't I get don't my spend, nails listen, or toes done. I, I hate to tell you, I don't spend money on anything. I am the cheapest individual you will ever meet. Like, I don't spend money, period. But that massage, it'll change your life. <laughs> it'll change your life. You're obsessed. We found, we found Lunchbox's biggest passion in life. No, and no, it it's, not my, it's not my biggest passion, but I'm telling you, I never knew until about three years ago how amazing they were because I was so anti-massages. I was like, that's so weird. I'm Do not you having feel so- like that could happen with a lot of things that you're very no, anti? no. No, because I that that the feeling that you leave there and you're just like, man, your eyes we can like you walk out in the sun, you can barely open your eyes because you're so relaxed. It's amazing. I know, but I'm just and, thinking you have like this polarizing personality where you're either like all or nothing, right? Yeah, Do basically. Do you feel like maybe with some other things that are you're like, no, never, just how you were with massages that one day. You could turn and be like, oh, my gosh, this is the greatest thing no. ever. And I held out on myself. Like, what else could there be? I don't know. Different foods no, or something no, that you're very no, just Like ranch. Know. No. No. I like, know. I smell ranch and it makes me almost vomit. I feel like you finally opened your mind to massages and now you're obsessed. No, so, well, I am obsessed. And that could be what happens in your life. That could happen if I did cuddling. Like, if I yeah. did this cuddling, maybe it would be amazing. And this weird-looking lady, you know, like, strange, like, I imagine this is what I imagine a cuddler. I imagine her to be some lady that is a pack rat, you know, like uh, a hoarder. And you walk in and she's got like 
uh, crystal balls everywhere and beads hanging in her room, and she's got that. You're imagining a psychic right now. Is what you're actually imagining. That's exactly what I picture. Is someone like that that has 52 cats? Some no one has come visit her in 20 years. Well, she couldn't and, have 52 cats if she's cuddling people. How do you be know? Allergic. You can't. You don't know. If That's that is what, your that, profession. That is what I imagine cuddlers' places to look like. Okay, well, I have a feeling that's not, but I, I would encourage you to open your mind. Would you get, would you get cuddled? If I were, open to, hold your on, mind. listen, no. I am, hold on. Oh. If I didn't recently get in a relationship and I was going on being single for three years, had I gone on a few more years being single, yeah, I'd be open to it. You know why? Because human touch is important. Like just, she mentioned that in that interview, she was like, human touch is so important. And you don't realize that. Until you are genuinely single for a long time and you're like, wow, I don't realize like just how much holding somebody's hand makes you feel really good. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. I get it. So, like, I, I've touched I, a lot of humans in my life. I, I have. Like, We do not need to go down that road. No, I'm talking that. about just in life. I've met a lot of humans and hugs and, you know, like. Okay, well, you said touch. We, we should have specified before. Well, yeah, when you hug someone, you touch them. Like you said, yes. holding hands yes. is touching. Mm-hmm. I don't know where your mind goes on a Saturday, Anytime but mine doesn't go talk, there. It, it goes there. Well, that's, I apologize because you need to get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. I am keeping it, you know, because well, just... that doesn't happen in cuddling. It's just, it's all it about is. the cuddle. It's all um, they, what they call platonic. Yes. Yeah. It's just yeah. friends. Yeah. Which I, So, yeah, it, had I been single longer, I think I would be open to oh, it because why not? I mean. No. It, because, no, okay. because, too, she talks about how, like, you talk about things and it's kind of like this nurturing feeling and being nurtured feels good. Okay. Here's the thing. If I walked into a cuddling place and Jennifer Lawrence is sitting there and she wanted, she's the one cuddling me, I'm probably all for it. Mm. Well, I guess it's just a, a preference thing. You never know what they look like. They look like all kinds of people. Yeah. So I probably, so but it I, could be a Jennifer Lawrence looking girl. It would probably, but I, I would, I, I, yeah. I would, I would yeah. be fairly <laughs> optimistic that it's not going to be Jennifer Lawrence looking like okay. when I go to cuddle. Let, let's just keep your mind open because okay. I have a feeling something else is going to happen on the show that you might have to do this. <laughs> I know. Uh, I don't want to. Oh man. It. Okay. Well, listen to this interview because honestly. It's really good. I enjoyed it. Lunchbox laughed pretty much the whole time, but I thought it was really funny, and I thought her job is really cool about what she can do for people, especially people, you know, with mental health issues and stuff. So just listen to this. Keep your mind open. Maybe you'll laugh. Maybe you'll see a new job opportunity. Who knows? Number five. On the phone right now is professional cuddler Keely Shoop. Keely, let me say I'm very excited to talk to you. Thank you for joining our radio program this morning. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm so excited to chat with you. Now, I, there's a lot of curiosity in me about what services you provide as a professional cuddler. So just like lay it out to me like I meet you and I'm like, hey, what do you do for a living? Like, Tell me what you do. So uh, human touch, the need is just as much of a human need as water, as air, as anything else that we would need for sustenance and for healthy lives. So what I do is I provide a safe, structured environment for people to access platonic touch to help with symptoms of depression and anxiety, to help with um, loneliness and staving off touch deprivation that's kind of pandemic in our culture beyond the other pandemic that we deal with. And so when you started to get in this line of work, did people look at you and go, 
Huh, a cuddleist. I can't believe that you'd actually try to make money doing that. Absolutely. Um, I've been doing this work for about six years now, and that has very commonly been the reaction from people. Uh, and it's a shame because I think that it's, it's so universally needed, um, but people don't necessarily know that they need it. I read, too, that you charge $100 per hour. Now, is that, con- is that the high-dollar high client, or is that just normal? You're going to go cuddle for 100 bucks an hour? Um, the industry standard is about 80 bucks an hour, um, and then the more experience and the more certifications that you have, the higher that rate goes. But also, if you put it in line with like traditional talk therapies, with traditional uh, licensed counseling, it's about on par. Do you, while cuddling, also talk? Is there anything off limits to talk about? I'm just trying to imagine what we would do if I paid you to come cuddle. Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, talking is certainly an option. One of the things that's not understood necessarily in the name, right, professional cuddler, you wouldn't know, there's also a whole lot of boundaries and consent education that goes on. We work on uh, getting people to sometimes process trauma. So we're talking about a lot of stuff. It can be a really casual, fun um, just like nurturing environment, and it can also be pretty intense therapeutic practice. On with us now, cuddleist Keely Shoop. And it sounds like you're on an airplane now. When you're talking about cuddling out loud, do you think are people like looking at you going, what is she talking about? She's a professional cuddler? Yeah, I'm getting off an airplane at LX right now, and uh, I'm looking around. No one's really giving me a side eye, but they're all probably being polite. <laughs> So as a professional cuddler, do you ever get creeps that hit you up and like, hey, I want to cuddle, you know, and then they send like a weird emoji? That is a great question. And, you know, the word creep is pretty loaded. So what I will say is there are some people who don't necessarily understand the therapeutic service that I provide and are looking for something else. What I tend to do with those people is have a conversation. All potential clients get a screening call. And if they are looking for something I provide, I first validate that need and desire in them, say that it's normal and human, and I'm just not the right place to necessarily get that need met. So it's like if you were going to a cardiologist and asking them to help uh, treat cancer. You need to go to an oncologist for that. No disrespect, no shame, just a different specialty. So if someone says, I need to cuddle, will you travel to them or do they come to your space? I typically host. Um, traveling incurs a travel fee, and so it's just a bit more cost-effective and more convenient for me to be able to host in my space. I can also, I've got a cuddle studio, so it is an environment that's already catered. When people go to, like, their homes or whatnot, you've got all your stresses of your life in that space. You've got your, maybe your dogs or your piled-up mail, whatever it is. There's lots of distractions, so I can create a way more um, soothing and specific environment. If you guys want to see uh, what Keely's all about, at Chicago Cuddle Therapy, or KeelyShoop.com or Shoup. Is it Shoup or Shoup? How do you say your last name, Keely? Shoup. You got it, right? Yeah. Okay, so S-H-O-U-P, KeelyShoup.com. <laughs> so you pardon, yeah. this, pardon this dumb question, but because I've never heard of anyone doing this, like, are, are you rich? Does, is this, are you poor? Like, are you <laughs> able to support yourself? Like, what kind of lifestyle can you live being a professional cuddler? Yeah, I totally appreciate the question. I don't believe that I am rich. Uh, I live in Chicago. I'm able to, like, live in the city in a place that I share with my partner. And so um, I I live comfortably middle class, I suppose. Your partner, do they care that you cuddle other folks? Are they like, you must have learned that cuddling someone else? I don't know. Is it, does that affect (laughs) the relationship at all? No, it doesn't. They, they're very proud and appreciative of the therapeutic work I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my mind's a little blown right now that, because that, I'm sure this is needed. I mean, she went to college at Ball State. Is that correct? 
Yeah, exactly right. After Ball State, I went to Chicago, and I was working at a mortgage company when I found out about Cuddleist and uh, the great work that they do and got the certification program. The training program is super quality from Cuddleist. Um, and, and, yeah, so it was a very different avenue that I took my life down from where I started. Amy, you have any what? questions for the professional cuddleist? Yeah, I mean, well, first I was worried about your safety at times, but if they're coming to you, then I guess that that helps. But have you ever had to end a session because someone, like, it just got awkward or weird, and you're like, mm, okay, we got to stop cuddling, you need to leave? Yeah, in the six years I've been doing it, that has happened maybe three times. And, and all that is, and I, I never felt that I was in any physical danger. There are some people who... Um, did not get it, just didn't get that it's therapeutic and that's the point of it. And so before it went any further, I said, you know, let's stop. I don't want to waste your time anymore, and I certainly don't want my time wasted. We're going to go ahead and end. You can get a refund. Let's just end this. Wow. And that was all it was. What about tickling on or off limits? <laughs> it depends. So I hate surprise tickling. That's not a thing I enjoy. However, if it's something that someone – so I have had clients who want to uh, – play and like really be in this state of like think about a little kid playing and so uh in that mindset i can kind of get my head wrapped around it and be okay with it but i like i have to be in the mindset i guess I, if, if, if a, a married couple right if it's a guy i'm just gonna uh-huh. do a hypothetical here if the guy who's married yeah. comes in and goes hey i need to pay you to cuddle with me does the wife feel like uh why why do you have to go to someone to cuddle like i'm right here does that situation ever happen Absolutely does. And one thing I love is that I've got several clients with spouses who send their spouses like send them to me. They're like, no, 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 no. I don't need as much touch as you are, as you do. My love language is like say acts of service or it's quality time. And you are too snuggly and huggy and touchy for me. Go be clingy with someone else and then you can come home and we can have this really full, fulfilled and happy relationship where you're getting your needs met and I don't have to do it. And again, part of my dumb question here, because I've just, this is all new to me. Do yeah. people ever come and feel like they're, they're like want to be a baby? Like there's something happened when they were a baby and they're like wanting to be a baby and it's like, like rocked. Yeah. Like, like treat me like a little boo-boo baby and like burp me. And is that ever a thing? Okay. So not quite in the way that you're talking about. There is such a thing as like age regression therapy. And that just simply deals with everyone has a young part of themselves. It is simply a part of our uh, uh, our personalities that are still fairly young or that remember those nurturing, loving feelings when we were kids. And some people want to go and sometimes heal some of their childhood wounds. And so we'll do a little bit of age regression, but there isn't any burping involved. There's no diapers involved. None of the more extreme things that people like think about when they think about that if i ever go like, a... oh, i've read stories i've read like children's books uh. to clients before because that was a really ther- like really comforting experience oh, wow. like you hit them with some bernstein bears right in the middle of it oh, mm-hmm. nice yeah exactly. mm-hmm. yeah a little clifford the big red dog oh, yeah. for sure oh, okay yeah. so oh, yeah. when i used to wait tables i ate so much chicken that when i got home i didn't want to eat any more chicken because there was always extra chicken at the end of the night so they were like hey we have chicken if you want to eat it before you go, eat the chicken. <laughs> and so I was burnt of chicken. Now, do you get burnt of cuddling when you go home? You don't want to cuddle because you've been cuddling all day at work. Never, not once. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I, I have an infinite capacity, capacity for cuddles. 
I might need like sleep and to do other things, but no, I pretty much always want to snuggle. And I think not that's not true for everyone, right? But that's one of the reasons why I'm suited for this because I friggin' love it. <laughs> she is a cuddlist, a professional cuddlist, Keely Shoop. You can follow her on Instagram or just go see what she's all about at Chicago Cuddle Therapy, KeelyShoop.com. We have a guy on the show named Lunchbox that's sitting back. He cannot believe this is even a, th- a thing. I'm, uh, I'm going to let him ask one question. I don't know what he's going to ask. And if it's inappropriate, just say, hey, I don't want to answer that, Keely. And I give you full, full. That sounds good. Okay. Yeah. I just want to let you know that I don't know what's coming. Okay, Lunchbox, you get one question. I want to know what you wear when you're cuddling. That's a good question. Yeah, no, totally fair question. I typically wear, like, yoga pants or or some like sweatpants or something comfortable depending on the temperature and a t-shirt there is a minimum of like outerwear shorts like basketball shorts not boxers or and a thick strap tank top that's the minimum required of both participants do you spoon or you big spoon or little spoon i guess it's what the client wants that's a great question and i love it so either and one of my favorite things is that a lot of times guys will come in, have a session, and they've never been the little spoon. And a lot of them are really surprised to find out how really comforting and, like, kind of lovely it is to mm-hmm. be the little spoon. I live and that I life. give them the opportunity, and that's awesome. Yeah, I live little spoon life, so I, I fully appreciate that. All right, well, listen, you, this has been uh, quite eye-opening to me. Yeah, Lunchbox, we already gave you one no, question. No, no, I got one more. So okay, do, she she's on a, she's in the airport. I know. Okay, r- real quick. Do you cuddle in the bed under the covers? How does it work? Oh, I typically do not cuddle in bed. So my cuddle studio has this lovely gigantic couch, and I've got a lot of um, like a futon mattress laid out. So it's really lovely, but it's not a bed uh, just because of the association for people. It's kind of hard to get your mind out of the, like, preconceived notion of what that means. Right. And is it like when you go get a massage where they pick the music and it's like, wow, or do they get to pick, like, their own (laughs) iHeartRadio playlist? So either or, I can provide music, but one of my favorite things is some clients will actually create or curate their own playlist based on the mood they want, the emotions they want to feel, the vibe that they want to set, and that can be really cool. Do they? Oh, sorry. Well, we're out of time. Oh, man. She's, okay. Real quick, Amy. Well, do they ever start crying? Yes, all the time. Oh. All emotions are welcome in sessions. People cry, con- like, all the time. There she is. Wow. A fascinating interview here. Can I come? With cuddlest Keely Shoop. <laughs> Follow her at Chicago Cuddle Therapy, KeelyShoop.com. A hundred bucks an hour. Wow. Did you fly to L.A. to cuddle? For having me. Oh, yeah, of course. Did you fly to L.A. to cuddle? I, I am flying L.A. to both have fun and to work. So All right, yeah, there hopefully. she is. Yeah. Hey, what a great guest. All right, thank you, Keely. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. And listen, here's the thing, right? I also acknowledge that's really weird. It is, right? Like, to me, I hear this. I'm like, wow, I can't believe someone makes 100 bucks cuddling. But apparently people, some people need that. It sounds yeah. legit. Like, I was hearing it as like, oh, this is kind of intimate and, yeah, weird. And, like, why would someone do that? But I can see, based on what she was saying, how it can be therapeutic for some. And it sounds like she has healthy boundaries with it. And there's rules and guidelines. And people can't get carried away or they'll be asked to leave. I feel like you need security there all the time watching. Yeah, Like you need somebody sure. else standing standing right over the top of you going, hmm, Herb, are you doing that? Yeah, and it also sounds like she's not the only one doing it. Like she went to yeah. school for this. There's an yeah. industry standard. <laughs> she's, she's a certified cuddlist. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two.
We have the full band of Old Dominion in the studio. Matt Ramsey had been in an accident, you know, a few weeks ago. So we brought him on the show just to talk about his accident. But now we finally got to bring the whole band in. They were reunited. They're getting ready to go back on tour together. So they talked about what rehearsals have been like for them. Plus, they also performed their first ever hit their last hit, and their latest hit, which is so many Old Dominion songs, and every time they perform, it's just so good. So definitely listen to this interview and then watch it back at bobbybones.com. Number four. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Old Dominion. What's up, fellas? What's up? Hey. This is, like, delayed. You were supposed to be in a couple weeks ago whenever I was on a boat that day came out, but obviously you weren't because Matt was hurt. But let me ask you this, and... Uh, Trevor, I'll ask you. Trevor, by the way, Trevor's on the keys right now. Yes. If for some reason your guys are playing a big show and he gets hurt like he did, could you pull off playing a whole show without him and just singing the songs? <laughs> We'd probably cancel. You guys I mean, could, we could pull off something. Without okay. The lead we could, singer? What if you're seventy-five percent? Just singing, right? Oh no, no, you're gone. You're gone. Oh, off the gone. stage. It, it's a big TV event. <laughs> How they're much they're are like we getting paid for this? a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's would, get down I mean, to brass tacks. Would yeah. want because you're all and you're like cut if he's not on. Yeah. Stage. <laughs> I just wonder because you're all so good at everything you do. You could all break off and be solo writers, performers. I just wonder if one who would step up if it's like all right if we don't step up everybody dies on earth. Like who would have to step up and <laughs> right. sing well, the song? That's a different. That's, that's a different thing. thing. Yeah. I think we could handle yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I could probably cover a couple of these songs. <laughs> but you would just, you would just can't, can't for the most part you would just cut the show and say we're not doing yeah. it. If I just like maybe put some tattoos on, pink tattoos, yeah, yeah. a little mohawk thing. And, yeah. yeah, I mean you two yeah. do look similar. I mean, we look similar. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't want to call them out, but we saw a group once. And they were playing, and they looked very similar, and they wore big clothes. And one of their guys was gone, and they just dressed up a, a random dude like them. <laughs> I remember and he that. got up on stage and played with That's them. Genius. It's Mid- is Midland. It's Midland. <laughs> <laughs> they just that was hard to get out of. And yeah, yeah, because yeah. they dress, you know, they have a they just dressed up some dude as one of Midland, and he got up there and just acted like he was Midland for like a show, a real show. Yeah, yeah. That's in D.C. Right, Eddie? That's right. Yeah. Wow. So, but it, was it Mark though? No, no, it wasn't, but it was okay. one of the other two of Midland. Well, we could exactly. pull that up. If I had to miss the show, <laughs> there'd be some other dude just up like me at the keys. I could promise you that. So, Matt, are you better? Are you healthy? I'm about 85%. Can you say. jog or anything? Uh, I don't jog anyway. So. <laughs> can you Can you exercise at all? So, no. I haven't <laughs> exercised since. Okay. Well, you I, look I, like I you're can, in great shape. Breathe. I thought yeah. you'd come in like 20 pounds heavier because you couldn't do anything. Well, I've been eating a lot of junk. Yeah? No, I didn't say you did did come in 20 pounds heavier. <laughs> I said you thought you would. Old Dominion is here. So what I want to do with you guys, I want to do first song, last song, and then current song. And I was looking back, and your first song that went number one was Break Up With Him back in 2015. That is insane to me to think that 2015 was that. I mean, that, that seems like yesterday to me. I, know. Yeah. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. It does. I saw this like post that somebody posted, like a timeline. They said, you know, when radio stations say, the hits of the 80s, 90s, and today. There's been 21 years of today. Of today, yeah. Like, <laughs> like that you can't get away with that anymore. I mean, so I remember it the first does time. feel like, in some ways, 2015 was like yesterday, but it also seems like a long time ago. I just remember the first time you guys came in here, and you know the studio setup was a little different. And you guys came and we, you played the song, and I'm like, dang, you guys are good. But that just that's seven years ago. That is wild. Wow. And you guys now have eight number one. So, and I wouldn't even say it's quietly, but you guys have kind of taken over. Like if you guys put out a song now, people, it's a whole new level of people expect it to be a hit now. Mm. It's no more putting out a song going, I wonder if this will do good. And it's like, if it's not a number one song, 
you guys will be disappointed. Am I right? Yes. 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 <laughs> and what a good place to be, though. Yeah. I know. Like that, that's a whole new level of success to where if we don't hit number one, we're disappointed. Yeah, Different right. than, oh, I wonder if, if, if this will chart. I wonder if this will be top 20. Yeah. yeah, it's a little scary to be there, too. I mean, it feels really good, but it's also like, man. Well, it's also, too, it's like if it this? doesn't do the best every time, yeah. we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. But to me, like, my opinion, you can't even think about that. It's right. like we have to, like, completely ignore that side of it when we're writing and when we're recording. It's like we have to always remember, like, we started out going, what do we like to play? What do we like? What do we like to listen to? And that's that has to still be the way it is. We can't even think about what other people are going to like or it won't work. Yeah, I get it. You guys do that, but I don't. I'm like, this better be number one <laughs> or I'm out. <laughs> All right. From 2015, Old Dominion is here. This is their first hit. Here is Break Up With Him. Girl, you know he can't wait. Just rip it off like a band-aid. Yeah, I know I said it, but I'll say it again. I know you ain't in love with a Break Up With Him. The way you look at me. Come on. Yeah. Sounds like the record. Yeah. Hey, great job, guys. Thank you very much. I like to do a little uh, Old Dominion band spotlight. Uh, Brad Terzi. Brad, here's what I want to do. Because I'm watching you, I don't, it, and I think you should be acknowledged <laughs> for how good of a player you are. That solo on an acoustic, it, maybe you need wit to give you rhythm to go with it. But can you play that with nothing else? He doesn't even make yeah. a crazy face. Like, I made the crazy face. I was nervous of, for you. <laughs> you know, like guitar solo does the better. They're like, doing the face? I was doing the face. That's how much I was feeling it when you were doing it. It's a good one to sing in the shower. Give that a shot. Oh, yeah, you, you do it. <laughs> Jeff does it trumpet style in the shower. And then it, and then I'm like the, the breakdown part where it's like, you know, and, and uh, you know, no guitars and um, you're doing the keys, Trevor, and it's like you're just clunk, clunk, you know, the clunk. That's it's a pretty... Like, yeah. Awesome impression yeah. of how he plays keys. It's yeah. like, tell me that. It's, yeah. And bring it on. I said, I'm a new number. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's it, man. That's awesome. See, I think you, you guys are so good and together. It is the super All group. the real musicians in town that are listening to this are like, these guys are hacks. What are you talking about? No way. No way, no way, no way. Hopefully Derek Wells isn't listening right now. <laughs> Let Maybe. me say this. Let me do a little plug for you guys before we get into it. Uh, they are doing a Live at the Ballpark uh, tour uh, July 17th, the ballpark at Jackson in Jackson, Tennessee. They're playing in, in Fresno, one of our favorite places in Fresno. They're playing in Traverse City, Michigan. They're playing in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Idaho Falls, Idaho, Wichita, Kansas, at Riverfront Stadium. Hey, you sang the national anthem there. I did. You yeah. did? I did, yeah. yes. That's gutsy. Yeah. How nervous yeah. for you? Um, very, because I, yeah, I'm not a singer, but somehow I got the job to do that. And I think we did it because my husband was in Afghanistan at the time. He was serving at the time, yeah. And I dedicated it to him. Right. Listeners kind of petitioned for it to happen. Wow. So I did it. I didn't mess up any you of the lyrics. You can't go wrong at that. Like, I respected it for Man. sure, but like I I don't know that it was the best rendition. That's so scary to mm -hmm. think about doing. Never done it. Yeah. You never sang the national anthem? No. Wow. I'm too nervous. I would be nervous about that too because if you nail it and you do it exactly right and you, it's the great, people go, hey, nice job. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. But if you mess up a word or a syllable, 
Prepare to be roasted so, for the rest of your life oh, because man. it's and on I YouTube. And I mess up the words to our own songs every <laughs> single night. So and even no if way. you do it the best, you're not going to do as good as the Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston so forget really the, it. It's yeah. over. Old Dominion's yeah. in studio. How about let's do uh, your last number one, which was a song that I told you guys many times. Hit me personally. I was still single at the time. One man band comes out, and I'm like, dang, I don't want to be this person yeah. anymore. I will say this to change my life, and now I'm engaged. Oh, this song, this song is the sole reason I'm engaged. Wow, <laughs> not Caitlyn herself. This, well, this song. Hey, they're here right now. Let me li- <laughs> let me lie to the artist. Okay. Um, but I did love this song, and you know, I'm not lying about that. This song really touched me. And so let's do a little bit of one man band. Your last number one. It's Old Dominion here in studio. Maybe we can take our own show on the road. I'll lay down the beat, carry the tune. We'll get tattoos and we'll trash hotel rooms. Baby, take my hand. I don't want to be a one man band. I don't want to be a one man band. Come on, that is live in the studio. Old Dominion. Man, you guys are so good. Did it take a while for you guys to kind of get it tied again? Because I hear you sound excellent. (coughs) But after not playing for a while, was it kind of like lugging around for a bit? Yeah, yeah, we're doing pretty good today, actually. I would say so. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Felt warmed up on that one. Yeah, it's, it's loosey-goosey. Like, ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, sure. But being as good as you are, do you get back in the room and go, oh, we're kind of off? Like for you, sure. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We had, like, what, maybe four or five rehearsals before we, we came back. And it was like, there were a few songs I was just stared at the keys. I'm like, I have no idea what and, I used to play. And that's probably the most we've rehearsed ever for <laughs> for anything was coming back for our first show to get back to normal yeah. was the most rehearsed yeah, yeah. i mean you know the learning curve is quick once we you're yeah. Like, yeah oh i got it and then you're like okay yeah it takes one or two run throughs yeah. yeah i was looking at the the promo shot for i was on a boat that day and you guys are all dressed up you got your suits your jackets your miami vice type thing yeah. i don't know yeah. if that was this the, vibe the real were... shirt from the from oh, the photo. look at you oh. wow yeah. on brand right hasn't here. taken yeah. it off since <laughs> <laughs> he's that proud of it everywhere he goes so comfy so what was the well, what was the idea creatively behind that? Well, interesting uh, story. We can't tell the whole story, but interesting story <laughs> about that particular photo. That's actually Kenny Chesney's backyard uh, by, out by his pool. We were in Key West, and he we were hanging out, and he surprised us at our show in Key West. And we were hanging out the next day, and we were just having some beers and hanging out, having a good time. And he knew we had a photo sh- shoot that afternoon. He was like, why don't you just do it here? There's this whole cool thing and he like art directed that whole photo <laughs> shoot for, for us wow so, yeah it was just like an imp- impromptu thing where he was like no stand here do this he also jumped into yeah, he's photos. in a few that are he's in a few that, that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he probably doesn't want anybody to see but and you guys lots wrote of tequila was happening this entire song together with shane mcnally and josh osborne right yeah yeah it's already in like the top 30 i think i saw already yeah. and the song just came out it's, which I is know. rare for the, the country charts for a song to jump like this. So first of all, congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Was this written as a, hey, we're going to put this out in the summer type song? Man, it was just written just as fun. Yeah. You know, we didn't really think about that. We didn't even know it was going to be the first thing we did. We just wrote it and moved on to the next one. Yeah, I mean, this title has been around for about eight years. Yeah. We've, we've, have, we've had that title. I was on a boat that day, Old Dominion, oh, live in studio. And I still got a buzz and she gone from the summer, gone from the Telling me so long, I was getting my phone on. She was telling me so long, I was getting my phone on. She was telling me so long, I was getting my phone on. She was telling me so long, I was getting my phone on. She was telling me so long, I was getting my phone on. She was telling me so long, I was getting my phone on
They start smashing our studio, and they're like, hey, you told us, man. <laughs> all right, Old Dominion, they are going out, a headlining tour. They are playing all over a lot of these baseball parks, which is super cool. Uh, you go to olddominion.com, go to their Instagram, go see what's up, and go watch them. They sound so good. Stream, I was on a boat that day. Download it, however you get your music. Thank you guys so much. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Awesome. Clap your hands for Old Dominion, everybody. Yeah. Back in a minute. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Arguably one of my more embarrassing moments of my four years of working for this show is this segment right here that happened this week. Lunchbox decided he wanted to pretend to be my father. No, you wanted me to be your dad. You said, hey, daddy, daddy. And I was like, okay. That is not how it went down because I know my dad is listening to this and dad, that is not what happened. Okay. Like, am I cool like your dad? Oh, oh, hold on. Let me, let me set this up for a minute. Oh. So I had I had accidentally stolen paper towels from the grocery store. They were on the bottom cart, and I was really stressed about it. I was really worried. And so I wanted to pay him back, and the whole show was like, you know, it would be really funny. Lunchbox pretends to be your dad and goes with you. So, naturally, we did that. And Lunchbox pretended to be my dad at the grocery store, and they got nice and awkward talking about spanking and grounding and all kinds of things, because him and I full well knowing exactly who we are, and we are not father and daughter, but the poor grocery store worker did not. She had no idea at any point in time. She very clearly thought you were my father. Yeah, for How sure. How do you feel about that? I felt terrible. It felt terrible that she actually believed that I could be your dad because I don't look very old. I look very young and I don't get where they got that. Like I, I understand that I was acting like it, but at any moment she should have been like, there is no way you're her dad. She probably thought that we were dating and that we were just being funny. Well, I feel she did laugh at us a lot. A but lot. I also, if, I think she was very uncomfortable. I was going to say, if you're like me, if something's ever uncomfortable, I just laugh because I don't know how to handle it. And I'm like, ha yeah, you do you. <laughs> you just keep doing you, whatever that is, which is what I think she kept doing to us. But she 100% was like, when you were like, no, I, I need to ground her. Or I need to spank her. She was like, no, no, no. Just like, let her be this time. Like, she's fine. Yeah. She's like, like, she take really it easy believed her. you. She did. And I almost offered her to see if she wanted to spank you. But then I... Oh, yeah. Felt that like that would have walked the line. But I do have a confession to make. Okay. That back in the day, that's how you could steal things from the grocery store. What? By like putting it on the bottom card? Yeah. There was a certain store that sold baseball cards. And so I'd put uh, boxes on the bottom and then put two poster boards in the cart. And they would look in and be like, oh, just poster board. And they'd say, oh, three poster boards. And they'd ring you up for the poster board. And then you'd walk out with your baseball cards. So you're telling me you purposely did this back in the day. Yeah. And when I worked at Sam's, uh, well, I was a cart guy and people would leave. Wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> did you purposely, you just admitted that you purposely took baseball cards. Yeah. How often did you do that? We did it. <laughs> How often? We did Give it. me a ballpark number. We did it. So that means a lot. Then when I worked at Sam's, people would put stuff on the bottom of the cart and they would 
forget it, and they'd put the cart, you know, in the little cart things, and they would leave. And you're supposed to turn it into the, you know, customer service desk. Nah. When you were working there, you would take how many? What kind of items did you get? Uh, one time I saw there was a camcorder. This is back when camcorders were big. I was going to say, how long ago is this lunchbox? And there was one on the bottom of the cart and the lady was about to roll it into the cart bin. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to get me a camcorder. I'm going to get me a camcorder. And then she rolled over her foot. She looked down, saw the camcorder, put it in her car. But I'm <laughs> talking cases of beer. Like one guy that I worked with, he, uh, someone that I guess owned a convenience store, bought a whole box of cigarettes, like and had it all on the bottom and left it, and the guy took it, and he got fired because <gasps> the guy came back. I was going to say, so you weren't the only one? That no, no, we this? all did it. We all did it. And it, you would always get it and bring it over to the, where the cart guys, hey, you need this, you need that, like you need this case of beer, you need the laundry detergent, you need um, whatever, paper towels, toilet paper, you name it, we got and it. And you had no like guilty conscience considering that was your employer at the time. No, no, no. They had already paid for it, and then they left it, and they drove off. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, but, like, not giving it back. What if they did when they were like, hey, I paid for this, but I never got it? If they came back, oh, yeah, we have it set over here. We would just set it over here where the cart guys are. Till the end of the day, if they don't come back, divvy it up. What? Yeah. It was all the time. We did it all the time. Okay, so mine was bad in the fact that I... Left without paying, I took it home. No, these people paid and left their merchandise behind. This is like the other side of it. Yeah. So had I done that, somebody would have taken it? Someone absolutely <laughs> would have taken it. 100% someone would have taken it. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, then you just confessed a lot of things, Lunchbox. Hey, hey the car guys, that was our thing. Hey, you need this. Hey, you need some... So, meanwhile, while, you, while everybody thought you guys were being like the bell of the ball because you were taking care of the carts because that was, you know, well, that's a hard all we did. job. That's all we did. We and stayed in the parking lot and picked up shopping carts all day yeah. long. But really what you were doing was trying to get some free No, not stuff. trying. If it happened As my to, dad said, it's free. Hey, if it happened, <laughs> if they happen to leave it, I'm going to happen to take it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well, you just confessed a whole lot of things there, Lunchbox. Well, we, I mean... This segment, I mean, definitely made me feel uncomfortable. Oh, I told my wife about it. I just told her just the concept. And she goes, I'm already uncomfortable. And I was like, this is what I said. She goes, I can't, I can't, I'm so uncomfortable. Oh my, and I was like, you want to hear the audio? She goes, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. Ah, I'm so uncomfortable. My wife gets so uncomfortable on everything. She is the most uncomfortable person, can't handle awkward. She is just such a weirdo. When I feel like for you two, you're so good at that uncomfortable phase. Like you can keep a straight face. You can roll with any joke. Meanwhile, over here, I'm like giggle, make gigglester. I don't know. Gigglester? Gigglester? Uh, are you a gigglester? Giggle. Giggleson? Giggleson? I don't know. Gigglester? Gigglester? Gigglester. Um, yeah, just walking into the grocery store, you were laughing. You were like starting to laugh, and I was like, you got to keep it together. I can't. When things are uncomfortable, I just laugh. And that's exactly what I did this whole time. I was like, that's why I kept having to say, like, I'm so embarrassed because I had to cover up the fact that I was laughing. Man, it was a lot of fun. Those are the, yeah. the those are the most fun to me is when you can put people in awkward positions like the the grocery store worker. That was so awkward for her. That's why I loved it. But like very real scenario that definitely happens. Yes, I'm sure. Absolutely. Because just like Eddie said, he did it with his kid. But I'm sure most of the time the parents don't scold their child in front of the worker like right. you were scolding me. And that and, and you know what's great is we made her day because the rest of the day. She was telling everybody about these two people, father and daughter, which that's offensive, <laughs> came in and she's going to tell everybody she works with, everybody at home, and they're going to laugh about it. And it's going to make a great memory for her. And that's what it's about. That's true.
And I, I am waiting for my, my dad will always listen to this podcast and I'm just waiting for the text from him. He's going to be like, so lunchbox is your dad now. <laughs> I'm just waiting for it. Hey, you did tell me oh, you're kind of like my dad sometimes. <laughs> that reminds me of so. Like, I do something. You go. That so reminds me of my dad. I'm like, no, your dad is so much older than me. He is, but my dad's How old is your super dad? cool. Over sixty. Okay, so we're not even close. No, but like, quit telling me I'm like your dad. My parents are just so cool. Like you wouldn't even know how old they are just because they act very young and they're very like with it and they know everything that's happening and oh, sort of like my parents. Yeah, like or they the just, exact opposite. Okay. <laughs> exact well, opposite. Well, they do. And so that's why you remind me because like you'll make jokes and you'll prank and stuff, which is exactly what my dad does to me. I mean, that's just the, the relationship that I have with him. Okay. Well, so you, you don't feel good about that, no, do you? No, it makes me feel old. But You also but, have two, about to have three kids. Right. Here's a funny story. When we were down for Mike D's wedding, yeah. we borrowed my sister's minivan and my wife was driving it and my sister was like, what do you think? She goes, it's such a mom car. And my sister goes, uh, hello, you're a mother of two, about to be mother of three. You are a mother. And my wife was like, oh, good call. Well, but hey, there's a lot of cars out there that are stylish. I know, but it was just so funny because she goes, it feels like such a mom car. And my sister had to hit her with the truth bomb that you are a mother. <laughs> you know, that that realization, it, it didn't hit with the first two kids, but ho- hopefully with the third, it'll yeah, hit Yeah, we'll realize that we're parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. Speaking of you being a dad and your your wife, how is how are the kids doing? How's the pregnancy going? Uh, kids are doing great. Uh, baby box one. We are, I mean, listen, we started potty training about a month ago. And let me tell you, I think we waited till the perfect time because he'll be three in July and it has been so smooth. It, I mean, we have not had very many accidents at all. Now, I'm not saying there's not going to be any or there were, there hasn't been any. But, like, I mean, we, we did it cold turkey. We took the diapers and we said we did a big ceremony. Like, hey, we're throwing all your diapers away. We really just put them in a bag. But he thinks we just threw Just in case, right? Yeah, just yeah. in case. And so we wrapped them up and he started crying. No! No! And then the first day, he was naked all day, and he loved it. <laughs> Second day, you put shorts on him, and he had a couple accidents. Third day, short, just shorts, he was great, no accidents. And we, we did it at night, too. No diaper at night, just like we went all in. And so the, it, you had to wake him up a couple times in the middle of the night to make him go pee. So you go in there, and he's like a limp noodle. You just pick him up, set him on the potty, he pees, and you set him back in bed, and he goes to sleep. Well, the third or fourth night... He'd wake up. I don't want to go pee-pee. I don't want to pee-pee. I'll hold my pee-pee. And that's what they say is good. And so then we don't wake him up in the middle of the night. Guess what? Homeboy holds his pee-pee all night. Dang, he's good. No accidents since. I mean, no, he's had a couple. But majority of the night, 99.9% of the nights, he doesn't have accidents. And he's poo-pooing in the potty. And, I mean, it's he tells us, I got a poo-poo. Like the other day, we were driving to dinner. And... We were about to get on the highway right over here, and he was like, I got a pee-pee. <laughs> and we came to work and let him pee-pee in the potty. And we go pee-pee in the potty, and we get back out of the car, and he goes, I got a poo-poo. So we go back in here, and he poo-poos in the potty. And so now he tells me, remember when I pee-pee and poo-poo at work? I pee-pee at work because he came to my work and pee-peed. Oh. And he thinks it's so cool. No, oh, he's a big boy and now. It's so good. And then, okay. and then Baby Box 2. Yes. Oh, man. How do I say this? I almost killed him. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about this. You didn't almost kill him, but he did get into some things. So 
We have a, and, and when you walk in my house to the left, there's a bookshelf that goes from the bottom of the floor to the top, which is two store, a story and a half, really. So it's ceiling to, to floor. It's a bookcase, and so it has a rolling ladder. And we were, Baby Box 2 and I were in the living room, and yeah, so he goes in the front room and he's like, Dada, and I'm like, Baby Box 2, and he's like, Dada, and I'm like, Baby Box 2, and he's like, Dada, and I'm like, Baby Box 2. Playing like Marco Polo. Like playing Marco Polo, because we do it all the time. And I'm thinking, okay, he'll just come back around the corner anytime. He never comes back around the corner. And I'm like, well, let me go see what he's doing. I walk in there and he's not in there. And I'm like, huh? Is he under the couch? So I look under the couch. No. And I'm like, is he in a cabinet? No, not in a cabinet. And I'm like, huh? And I hear dada. And I'm like, did he go upstairs? And I just thought he went left and he went right. And then I hear dada again. And I look up and I do a double take because he is on the absolute top rung of the ladder. So he is up there two stories on the very top just sitting there. And I mean, you want to talk about your heart dropping, your you feel like you're going to vomit like oh my gosh, like that is so scary. But I hopped up that letter, got him, and he just smiled the whole time. We came back down. And then I was like, do I tell my wife? Did you? I told my wife. How did she feel about this? Are you kidding me? No, no, that ladder right there. No way. You're recording me. You're recording me for the show. You're you're joking. I wasn't joking. So is he like big and crawling? Is he is crawling? He, he walks. Well, like well, he I, walked. He walked a month, uh, eleven well, months. I'm saying because like a ladder, you're kind of crawling. I just went right up it. I guess I don't know. My baby box one has never gone higher than the second rung. He went all the way to the top, all the way to the freaking top. But, like, does he like to kind of do stuff like that with his hands and feet? He, he likes to just do anything. He likes to get up and he's crazy. And the doctor tells you the second one is going to be more, like, adventurous because he sees brother do things, so he's going to try things. So you got to keep an eye on number two more. Well, and he probably saw Baby Box 1 and was like, oh, he only got to, like, four. I'm going to get all the way oh to the top. Oh, my gosh. It was terrifying. So did you guys put, like, a baby gate or something to, to no, block the no, ladder? No, no, just pay attention more. The ladder's still there. No more Marco Polo? No, no, no. If he goes in that front room, I go in that front room, too. There ain't no air. Oh, yeah, you're good. No, 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 no. We don't do that. <laughs> <sighs> so that was was that so far your uh, worst moment as a parent with yeah. the kids? Worst, 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 oh. worst. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, watching terrible. you watching you tell the story, your stomach was dropping just telling the uh, story. It's awful. It's awful. Okay. Right. Well, hopefully we have no more worse. Yeah, let's not. Let's not. Oh, I mean, hey, uh, you're gonna have worse. You're gonna have more because you're not a. It it happens. Kids do that, and I have to just be okay with it. But that was that was my first like. Oh, 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 oh. Are you like I'm gonna make you wear a helmet all the time? No, I'm not like that either. <laughs> at all. No. Okay. Well, what about the pregnancy before we go? Uh pregnancy's good. Baby's growing like a weed. Uh, don't know if it's a boy or girl. Uh, what? And she's she, due when? October twenty second. And so we're just humming right along. Just do, 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 Has she do, been do, sick do. at all? Or nah. She... She's been more nauseous this pregnancy than the other ones, but she's never really thrown up. She's never had morning sickness. And she's been um, more emotional. Like, we'll watch things on TV, and she'll just cry and cry and cry. At Mike D's wedding, she cried like a baby. Like, because <laughs> some old, there was an old guy sitting in the back row. And when Mike D's wife came walking down the aisle, he took his cowboy hat off and, like, bowed to her. And my wife thought that was the most amazing thing ever. 
And I'm like, get it together, girl. She's all up in her feels right now. She's all up in the feels. Do you have any weird cravings? I mean, just more of me. Okay, I meant food cravings. Nah, or like drink cravings. Nah, she's good. She doesn't have any, she's never had cravings. She's never had like, you got to go get me a pickle at midnight. Never had that. So mm-hmm. thank goodness. Or she just hides it because she does, she knows I ain't going to go. But <laughs> it's good. <laughs> okay, well, good. I'm glad we finally got an update because I've been wanting to know how the whole fam is doing. Yeah, doing great. Doing great. Good. Well, I know everybody wants to say it, but I'll say it again. Congratulations for your third baby. Woo! Well, here, before he has his third baby, here is Lunchbox pretending to be my father at the grocery store. Number three. Yesterday, Morgan came to us and said she accidentally stole paper towels when she left the grocery store. She didn't realize it. It was on that bottom shelf. So, innocent mistake. We all agreed, right? Yeah. yeah. Innocent mistake. And so, and I think that happens too. I've probably done it with water. Mm -hmm. Because you know how you put like a case of water down there? Yeah. And so, we gave her a couple options. So... One of the options was go back as a bit and record it. And Lunchbox took her back and he played the role of the upset and concerned father. <laughs> and they went back. Because Eddie was like, my kids did this once with like m or something. Yes. And you went back and. And told uh, the kid, my son told him what he did and they made him pay for yeah. it. Yeah. But what's weird is like, because you're listening on the radio and you don't know everybody looks like maybe. Like Morgan is definitely younger than Lunchbox, but they for sure look like they could date if they wanted to. And now he's her daddy. What's the age difference between you guys? I'm 27. Uh, I'm 39, so 12 years. Now, frame of reference, my my mom got pregnant with me when she was 15. Mm -hmm. So okay, so could could could, Mm -hmm. but super young. But yes, but still, you're right. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look (laughs) definitely like if you're the employee at the grocery store, you're like, what? All right, here we go. Uh, This is them going to the to the grocery store. Morgan here. She's been a bad, bad girl. Tell her what you Sorry. did, Morgan. My dad really likes to embarrass me. <laughs> I, I walked out of the grocery store with these on the bottom and oh. didn't pay for them. She didn't pay for them, so she stole them. As her father, I thought about putting her over the knee and spanking her, huh? <laughs> He's so embarrassing. But you don't be so mean. She goes off to college. She comes back. Next thing I know, she's stealing things. That's not the way I raised her. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm so so she needs to pay you for them, right? Okay, she needs okay. to go over there and pay for them. Okay. Thank you. Do we need to call the authorities or anything? No, we don't. Should you I ground her? Pay for it. Now, give a break this time. How about that? Okay. okay. What about one spanking? No. <laughs> okay. Thank you. And that's how you atone for your mistakes, young lady. It also got kind of creepy, like creepier than I thought. Spank her. Yes, multiple times. Come right. on, man. Morgan, you paid for them? I did pay for them, and I, I could not stop, like, secondhand embarrassment when he kept saying that. I was like, I genuinely felt like he was my dad in that moment, and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and you were about to get spanked. Yeah. Lunchbox, did it hurt your feelings at all that they thought you could have been her dad? Like you A look- little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I kind of... Uh, let's be honest. I was like... <laughs> You're supposed to be like, there's no way you're her dad. You're no way you're her dad. But the lady was just like, oh, good job, dad. Like, I'm, God. Yeah, I didn't feel any of that pushback. I, I didn't feel any pushback whatsoever. And I was like, oh, man, do I look that old? Morgan, you feel good, though? You paid for it? You're good? Yes, and I feel got- good. I, I don't have to feel bad anymore. <laughs> and we got a good radio bit out of it. And no yeah. spanking. And no, but Lunchbox also runs into the nicest people. Yeah, he yes, really does. I yes. know. He, he knows how to pick them. Yeah, I, I mean, you just go in and random. I mean, I just, just think it's lucky. Well, I was really like, we're good. working the grocery store. I mean, it's lucky. Yeah.
It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. Brett Eldridge was on the show this week, and not only did he talk to us about when we can expect new music and what he's been up to during the pandemic, but he also performed an unreleased song. So after you listen to this interview, make sure you go to bobbybones.com and watch this unreleased performance because I'm telling you, this song is so good in true Brett Eldridge fashion. And he also performed Bobby's favorite song of his, which is The Long Way. So definitely a performance you do not want to miss. Number two, the Friday morning conversation with Brett Eldridge. Brett, how are you, bud? I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing good. A question for you. Yeah. You being a Cubs fan and just a baseball fan in general. The debate we have on this show is, is it okay to wear a jersey? First of all, as an adult man, <laughs> I did wear an Arkansas Razorbacks baseball jersey to yeah. watch Arkansas play. And Caitlin was like, are you going to really wear a jersey? And I was like, yeah, because we're going to a game. This is what we, that's what you do at a game. Right. Yeah. But first of all, can you wear a jersey to a game as an adult man? Absolutely. Okay. Now, can you wear a jersey as an adult man just hanging out, like going to like <laughs> Chipotle? <laughs> I don't do that. You don't do that. I, I mean, I, you can do whatever you want. I don't do that. If you saw an adult, and also I told her too, and you guys can jump in on this. I said it also matters what sport the jersey is. Mm. Like you're not going to see me wearing a basketball jersey <laughs> yeah, somewhere because yeah, 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 yeah. there's just too much arms, there's too much action. You can see in this. Sh- you're not yeah. going to see me wearing a football jersey because it's just too big. And- but a baseball jersey is almost like a shacket. It's almost it, like a shirt. It, I mean, especially if it's styled. Like yes. if it's like super. Jersey, I don't know. Like, there's, I think like there's vintage ones that I really like. I would wear certain ones, but uh, I don't always do that. But I don't, I don't judge anybody for doing that. Here's my next question in fashion. Okay, high fashion. Here we go. So, being now that I'm 40 years old, I still have hoodies that I bought before I turned 40. Is it okay to wear a hoodie at even your age? You're 35 now. Yep. Is it okay to wear a hoodie at 35? In your opinion? Absolutely. Okay. I wear lots of those. What about me, though? Five, six years Absolutely. old. Absolutely. Okay. As you're wearing one now. Yes, yeah. I am. <laughs> like, um, what's he going to say to your well, face? Well, he can say you know? no. I listen. He can say whatever he wants to say. A hoodie all day. I don't buy new hoodies, but I grandfather them in. I still Ooh. wear them if I bought them. That's a good call. So I don't go to the store and be like, got to get me a new hoodie. But I do own a, a bunch, and I still wear them. Because so, if you did buy a new one, you'd wear the same old ones because they're more comfortable or whatever, or they're just... They have a thing? No. I just feel like I don't need to be buying new hoodies. Okay. I can still wear the ones I had. I don't need to be buying billionaire boy hoodies. A new one would do. I get it. That's how, how have you sensible. I'm good. good. Really I, good. Every time I see you on social media, you're like deep in the woods and I just see your boot. I wonder on those hikes that you take, because it's it's always a stream or a tree <laughs> or an eagle flying over. Yeah. Do you ever get inspired to write music though as you're doing the, these these walks? hundred percent. I mean, I, I, I hike almost every day, but it just kind of gets me out of my head and kind of into real stuff, I guess. And it and opens, opens my mind up a little bit. And, uh, so I'll get melodies or something. I'll record it on my phone or, and, uh, get ideas and just kind of contemplate and just walk around. Look at, look at Bert, look at Eagles up in the sky. Can you name a song that you have written that was inspired by you walking in the woods? 
I would say a lot of my new ones are, but I wouldn't say like there's one that's like, I went hiking today. Oh, that'd be a good one. <laughs> I like hiking today. That's a hit. If I heard <laughs> hiking today, I'd be like, dang, that'd be awesome. I, that'd be a very specific market. All the hikers out there you would could love have it. Birds chirping in the background of the song. That's Insert real birds. Yeah. The okay. ones as you were hiking. I kind of like that. That's the challenge we're giving you for the next three years. Okay. Boom. You have to oh, somehow put the word, you have to put some sort of hiking reference. Okay. Have okay. you ever put a hiking reference in a song? No, but I should. I mean, I think it, it's very specific. Yeah. But, but, uh, <laughs> but I mean, people I love to like hike. Who doesn't like, love to hike? Yes. Yeah. It, and it can be subtle. It's like, ooh, baby, a look in your eyes reminds me of when I was hiking in my. Put on. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. put on your hiking boots. There you go. That's yeah. it, too. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all we got right now. (laughs) That's all we got. That's all we need, though. Hey, that's how you get to the hits. That's what we do. You're talking. You just mentioned something about new music. So, are you recording music right now? Yes. What What's that plan? Uh, hopefully get get some stuff. You know, you know, the process can take forever sometimes. But I've written probably eight of the songs for my new album already, and uh, now I'm starting to record them. So, just been vocaling them and and uh, recording them and. And uh, so I'm, I'm deep in it. And how locked up do these songs live? Because, you know, like Taylor Swift will only play them out. Like, do, you ever, do you show up with a box and flip it open and be like, you can only listen to it? I'll hear it like this. No, you know, I, I, I'm a believer that, in fact, I, if we get time, I'll play, I'll play something no one's ever heard today. But, like, I, I like to just get it out there because I like to see how people react to things. And there's, there's avenues to get music out there now. It's like I want to – I'm always writing songs, so I want to I hear what people think and how they feel from it. What if you played a new song and we reacted in a negative way? Like we were well, the I'd audience like, well, and we're like, oh, I don't I'd be know, like, Brett. you all are wrong. And <laughs> we don't hide it well sometimes. I mean, there's subtle clues. Like you could, if we're like, don't give away all the subtle clues, clues though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes me, artists oh, come I'm in. I'm already like nervous right now. Let's go on. Let's go. If I, some, it's tough. <laughs> there, there are things because at times I will not hear an artist until they play on that stage that you're on. Mm-hmm. And once they play, you realize, oh, they do not sound at the same level as their recording sounds. Mm-hmm. And then it's awkward because I don't even want to look at them mm-hmm. <laughs> until it's over. Yeah. We're like, <laughs> I won't, I won't let you down. That's tough. Well, why don't you give us a little something new? Do you okay. have the songs memorized already? These, no, but I have a lyric song? right here. Okay. What, what's this I one called? Uh, this one's called "I Want That Back." I want that back. And yeah. d- did you write this? I did. And what was the inspiration of this new song? This inspiration actually came at 4 a.m. in the middle of the night. It was kind of in the heat of pandemic times and kind of looking through all the things I don't need in my life and could go without and the things that you want to hold, you know, pull closer. And, you know, as as the simple things that, that mean a lot that, that uh, I want to hold on to and the things you want to throw out. And so... It's called I Want That Back. And what room of a house or a bedroom did you write this in? I just want to get the full picture. Are you? Yeah. Th- did you wake up and write it, or were you already woke up? For, I, I had this thing where it's 4 a.m. It's when almost, and I would, I would, I've got this little like old school recorder because I don't put my phone by my bed because then I'll look at it and it'll wake me up and then I'll think about it or something. So I've got this little recorder, and what I do is I'll, I'll, uh, I'll if I have something to pop up. I'll just record it right there. And I had the whole lyrics of this chorus just kind of show up in the middle of the night. I don't know, it doesn't always happen like that, but it just did. And and I, I I had one buddy that I knew was a perfect person to help me finish this because I already wrote the chorus, helped me kind of shape the verses a little bit and everything. And and uh, I called him up. His name's Scooter Crusoe. And uh, we wrote Mean to Me and Want to Be That Song. He's kind of been one of my guys that I've always written with. And 
I think we got a really special one. But nobody's ever heard it, so. Here it is. Everybody we will just, be the judge of that, Brett. Right, let's let's see it. how special it is. All right, here we okay, go. Okay, so this is called, I'm trying to get this right because I've never, it's called. I want that back. I want that back. Written at 4 a.m. for the most part. Yeah. What were you wearing in bed? <laughs> a Bob Marley t-shirt and. Uh, you sleep in a t-shirt? Yes. Oh. Dang, weirdo. Is that weird? This is what we jump on him for. <laughs> I don't sleep in a shirt. Sometimes when I'm not I, feeling I mean, good I did about both, but that night it was probably a Bob Marley t-shirt. Let's okay. Let's, we'll, okay. We'll accept it. All right, here this we go. Bob Marley t-shirt singing this song. <laughs> All right, here's I Want That Back. Here we go. You can have the small talk. You can have the hate. You can have the check your phone each time you get a little break. And you can have the lonely. You can have the bank You can have the TV full of stations That tell you how to think But the smell of old wood bleaches And the word of hometown preachers Being rich was her in a cheap six-pack Yeah, the shine of a new summer Barefoot baseball with my brother First time freedom with the windows cracked I want that back. That's really good, man. That's really good. Open my eyes to see if y'all were giving me the look. Oh, we're looking. Give it a Grammy. That's what I say. So good. Dang, dude, that's a good one. Anybody else get emotional? Uh, yeah. Goosebumps. Uh, yeah, me too. I felt that. Yeah, in my forearms. Usually it's in my thighs. Oh. For some reason. <laughs> hit you different. As I start to think about where they hit me, it kind of hit my forearms there. That's awesome. I mean. That's look at you. Yeah. I mean, God gifted you the voice of an angel. Thank you. Do you ever just look up and go, yo, dude, appreciate that? I do sometimes. That's it, weird. I I don't understand how I got it, but I got it, and I'm glad to have it, and I'm, I feel very fortunate. So and I'm I trying wonder, to belt it out right here. Why did I not get it? You know? Mm. I know. Like I, I, you got other things, man. I think that about a lot of people that come in here. <laughs> 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 no, I just, it's easy to get envious of that. It's a brand new song from Brett Eldridge. When will people, it, just your best guess here, when do you think people will be able to hear that, the version of that from a studio? A month, two months? Six? Well, I would hope in the next few months. Really? Man, so. it's a good one. The Friday Morning Conversation with Brett Eldridge. Going out on the good day, the American tour dates. That means there are European dates, too. So you're going to go yes. be basically most of May. In yep. the, what When you go somewhere like the UK, like how are you received there? Is it, here's an, an American who sings country music, uh, let's go explore him? Or are they like, oh my gosh, Brett Eldridge is coming? It is such a, I mean, for me, it's like the excitement of like when you get your first hit or a song, it's even starting to get played and, and people get so excited because, you know, they get to discover it first or something. And when you go, you know, thousands of miles, you know, away from home and play music, I just feel like there's so much appreciation. So I, I, I continue to want to go back, you know, every year that I can. And so it, it, it is really, it's really cool. Is it weird to go places and they sing your songs back when they don't even speak your language? Because I think strange. that would be... Like, Which is, uh, uh, yes, absolutely. Like cool, I but great. I played in Berlin, and I remember playing up there, and I remember like being in meet and greets and stuff, and a lot of people didn't speak English. But then I'd look out in the crowd, and I'd be like, all these people are speaking English perfectly fine right now, and they're singing it. So it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I think it's, it's a special thing to be able to have that. If your record label came to you today, and they said, hey, Brett... We heard you play the new song that you just played on the Bybone Show. We really feel great about this album. We've heard some tracks, but we really need you to post a shirtless pic to promote <laughs> the record and the tour. They came to you and pulled you aside and said, we need you to go shirtless. What? 
What is this question? I'm asking if he if they came because <laughs> that, 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 that would be uncomfortable. But they were like, "Hey, we really need to go full sex appeal. Would you <laughs> would you post a, sh- a shirtless picture like on the front of your record? Would you do that? Would you be hell shirtless? No, hell no, no, <laughs> no chance. I could never live with that. I could never live with that. Why? I don't know. Just you know, I'm always working out, I'm trying to I'm trying to get better. But it's I don't I don't I don't want I don't want to see that. Nobody <laughs> else wants to see that. What is the Brett Eldridge workout routine? I w- I left about four days. A week, and then I, I like, uh, like, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to put on some weight, so I'm just lifting weights and, and uh, cycling for cardio. Yeah, but trying to put on weight, you have trouble putting on weight. Well, I last year during the quarantine, I ran the whole time, and I didn't go to gyms, and so I just I lost a ton of weight, just running like crazy, which was good for my mind. But then I was like, God, I'm kind of skinny, so I, <laughs> I've been trying to eat a lot more and. Uh, I mean, I'm always eating healthy, but eat more and and uh, lift weights and and uh, and make sure I get a lot of cardio in for my heart. Mostly, I just want to feel good. So, that's Are you worried about going back morning. on stage and not having your air? Like if you're singing all these songs, you yeah, back absolutely. Out for the first time? It's a big part. I mean, you can do like Beyonce. I've been did. swimming a lot, and uh, and I also do these. I do the cold showers in the morning, and I do the. Oof. the <laughs> did anybody else? Anybody else <laughs> gasp? Have you all done that? Terrible. No, I like terrible. cold showers. Do you do like the as cold as it goes? Yeah, as cold as I can possibly get it. What? Sometimes For how like, long surely, would you? at least three minutes. No, oh, so you do the three minutes. That's yeah. what I did this morning. Psychopaths. Three minutes, ten yeah, seconds. If there was like a mystery murder in town, I would go, well, let's go look at Brett and Amy because they're psychopaths in other ways. That's, I, that's have wild. you heard of Wim Hof? Have you heard of that guy? No. So he's this, this uh, Dutch guy that um, teaches like this breathing and then this technique to where you can go in and withstand crazy cold temperatures by doing his technique. You got to watch it. Just look it up. It's really interesting. I don't think I will. Someone's got to try. I have no I swear, interest like, whatsoever. You know, you know me, I'm always very open about like anxieties and stuff. Like the cold shower really helps pop me out of like a, a, a weird state. Or Have you, you know. done cryotherapy, that box yes. you get into this freezing? Okay. I've and done it's that. funny that he said therapy. Like I, I started going like maybe six or seven months ago and it was my three minutes of some people go in there and they want to listen to music and dance out and I go in and I'm like no music just put me in the box and I come out like a better in a better mental state like I did mine for injuries I'd never felt like I'm going to be a better person oh (laughs) well I mean I would I went and I was coming out like mentally better so in a way that is a different injury Hmm. you know what I mean it's not like a muscle recovery but it's like a emotional maybe uh, anxiety or I'm with you type recovery Okay, well, listen, weirdos. <laughs> Next, we're going to do some breathing. Yeah. Everyone. When you go, have you started working on your set list at all for when you finally I literally, go uh, yesterday, my, my band leader called me. He's like, all right, let's get the set list going, which makes me so nervous to do that. Because I was used, you know, you have to pick through a lot of songs. and. What's the first um, song back? Uh, like the first the opening song? It's the fir- it's you, you're walking out on stage, first time in a year uh, it's and gotta a half. Be, I mean, I think it's got to be... I mean, it's a good day, too. It's going to be a good day. I don't know why, but it feels like... So you start with that? I think so. This thing just sets a, like a positive mood. What's What do you close with? I don't know. We need to figure this out. No, I, we got a mouse uh, in the pocket. I, I figured that. Yeah, yeah, I figured yeah, the wrong song. I, 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 may, I, I don't mean, know. Pro, okay, let me think what I would... If I were going to your show, I, you just, I don't think you're going to like my answer. Let's hear it. Because when you look back, I'm <laughs> sure you're tired of playing... This, not tired, but I'm sure if you got to pick, you would play the new stuff because it's more exciting as an artist, right? Yeah. Because you were living a different life whenever you put Don't Ya out. Yeah, absolutely. But however, I think you you close on Don't Ya. That's not a bad song to close on. Just because it's big, it's upbeat. Yeah. I can see you, baby, getting close. I mean, the cra- right? Not, Don't we feel bad. like that's I used pop- to close with uh, Beat of the Music. That was a good one to close with. Um, but maybe that's not a bad thought. 
Am I running? I'm running up the flagpole. For me, do you ever not play a hit? Oh. I, 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 I did that one time. It didn't go well. <laughs> As the closer, you mean? No, just at all in the set list. Oh, at all? Yeah. What did you not play? I think one time we just screwed up or something, and we forgot to add, like, and I play Mean to Me every time, but it was, like, Mean to Me or something, you know, and and I, it's one of my favorite songs to play, and somehow it slipped through our, you know, just writing the set list, because I, like sh- I like to switch it up. And uh, I think I forgot it that night. And we were like, man, something didn't feel right. Like, there's a moment in the show that we didn't have. And it was that. And so many people were like, that was our wedding song. Oh, man. Can you imagine? (laughs) You go to hear one song (laughs) and you don't play it. So if you come to the Good Day Tour, I will remember every song, I promise. And if not, uh, I'm sorry. Will you play the long way? Yeah. Because that is not not here. I mean, if you play it now, that's great. (laughs) But I'm saying, will you play that on tour? Because that's my favorite song. Yes. You will. You're committed. I I like to break that one down sometimes just play it acoustic. Well, lucky for us, that's what he's doing here. Yes. yes. Well, you play us some of the long way. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. Okay, I'll, just, I'll, I'll bring you right into it. Just uh, take a trip around, around your town right here. Here we go. Don't think I've ever seen your kind of pretty Wandering around this midnight madhouse city You got a look that says you got it all together so if you don't mind, I'd like to know you better. Take me the long way around your town. Were you the queen with the silver crown? I want the secrets you keep. The shine underneath of the diamond I think I just found. Take me the long way around mm-hmm. I wondered if he'd chase that big note this early in the morning. And he did it. He did it. I was scared, but I did he it. He did it. He chased it. You just got to show up and do it. That's, <laughs> that's life right there. <laughs> Brett Eldridge is here. Listen, tickets for the Good Day Tour go on sale today at 10 a.m. local time, wherever you are. Go to bretteldridge.com and get tickets. It will be a fantastic show, not just with Brett, but he got a pretty powerful opening act, too. Usually, for an opening act, you get somebody that people never heard of. You, had to, you give them a couple bucks and go, hey, go do a good job. You got Morgan Evans. Morgan Evans. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cannot wait. All right. Go breadeldridge.com. Good to see you. Good to see y'all. Uh, much success as always. The new song is fantastic. Thank you. We love it. I just looked. It's number one on the chart already. Oh, good. Well, yeah, and it only has been here on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that's been great. <laughs> Done. All right. There he is. Brett Eldridge. We'll see you soon. Thank you. It's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two. It finally happened. Someone on the show had to eat a chocolate-covered cicada. Oh! It went down this week. That's finally. what number one is. And we're not... I was wondering. I've been sitting here going, what's number one? I couldn't think about it. I was like, there was so much that happened this week. Was it that Eddie's finally going to do his walk because we get rid of him for like four days or three <laughs> days, whatever? That's no, I don't, awesome. I don't want to talk about that because I have two jobs next week well, now. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So maybe that's not why that made it. And then I was like, oh, you know, is it the tanning call for the the baby I, I tried to get my kid a tanning call but that was funny and but the cicada has been built up for so long that should have been the obvious number one i don't know how i didn't think of that i'm such an idiot <laughs> and without revealing too much you were not the one who was chosen to eat this no the cicada no but do you feel like the wheel is out to get you because i kind of have been feeling that way about it with me the wheel always gets me the wheel got, do you understand the, to going to outer space, 
I paid a hundred dollars to get my name, like to redo the wheel, and then guess who it landed on again? Me. It, it it spun so it had everybody's name on the wheel, and we spin it, and if your name gets landed on, you get taken off, right? So we did that for two sets of all the names. And the only person it didn't land on was me. So I was the last one standing twice. That tells you the wheel is out to get me. Do you believe in like karma of the universe? Sure. Like there's good karma, there's bad karma. Yeah. Do you feel like you just, when the wheel is out to get you, you got some bad karma? I, I think the wheel is just not my friend. I think the wheel is bad karma. Like whenever that comes in the studio... That karma of the wheel comes at me. Like, it, it picks me to just mess with. Well, it's just a space one, because in the other two times, the eating things, it was me. Um, what when was you the eat? other time? I ate that, the stinky fruit and the watermelon mustard. Yeah, but those aren't bad. Those are eating decent things. Not that, awful. The stinky fruit was bad, though, because it smelled really awful. But you said it tasted great. Well, yeah, but still, you don't know that going into yeah, it. Yeah, I understand that. But, like, the cicada, I, I don't know if it would be that bad. I might want to try one. Do we? Do you? You want me to put that out there again? That you want to try one? Yeah, you, I kind of do. You do? I'll prep it. We'll, we'll put it on the show. I, I kind of do. Like I'm like, man, it's a once in a lifetime chance because cicadas only come around every Why 17 years. Why wouldn't you have felt that about space? No, because that's too scary. No, you're going to space. No, you die. That's a once in a no, lifetime. You die. you die. And you don't come back. So there's you only believe in once in a lifetime as long as you keep your feet on the ground? No, no. That's not I, necessarily I, once in a lifetime. No, I believe in like skydiving and all that, but I don't believe in like going to space because you can die. <laughs> I don't play with that. Sometimes I, I swear when when uh, your logic of things is just I, I all over the play, place. I don't play that game. <laughs> okay. Well then if it's not space, I mean, I know you think that's the worst, but is there a worse thing you've done even prior to me being on the show? Like it has like going to space? No, no I, there's no. nothing worse than going. No, I mean going to jail is pretty bad. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, what you is mean. that? Would you say that's like your worst experience of being a part of the show was when you went to jail? Well, yeah. Or like I'm talking about something that you got convinced to do because of the show. I mean, I don't. I can't even think. There's been too many things that I've done that I'm just like ah. But yes, the going to space was just like, huh? I don't want to do that. Like that's so terrifying to me. Like that just boggles my mind that people want to go there. Why? Like, 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 like these idiots that want to go live on Mars, even though they tell you you're going to die and they sign up for it anyway. Like, hello. Like, I think if I didn't have like, a why family, would, why would I you would si- consider, why would you sign up for something where, where you're going to go die? Well, because it's a, again, a once in a lifetime experience. You know what else is a once in a lifetime experience? Die you, you know, I'll tell you what a once in a lifetime experience is. Getting hit by a bus. You'll still die. So it's a once in a lifetime experience. Go do it. Yeah, but at least you'll be on Mars. You'll be on another planet. You will have explored the solar system. No, you won't because you'll die. So what? no one will get to know what it was like. No one will you know, hear what you have to say no, because you're dead. Hey, there's video diaries like that um, yeah, Matt Damon no, movie. You, you think you get cell phone reception up on the damn... Mars? You know how many videos come out of the God. International Space Station? Oh my gosh! No, I don't, because I, I don't. I don't look at NASA. And you crap. should look at NASA. A lot of videos and photos and stuff from them comes ah, from. Don't like so it. Yes, don't like it. There is reception like up there in space. Don't like it. I don't think satellites. So. Mm, I don't oh. know if I'm buying it. Oh my gosh! Okay, well, you, you say you think you can go to space and give me a call and say, "Hey, here, this is how Mars is phone, doing." But they Get do, out of here. They do have phones that call. And they do interviews from the International Space Station. They make telephone calls. Not, 
I don't know if it's necessarily a telephone call. It might be like a through a computer. Con- there is a connection. So they got internet. Now there, they got high. They got they got Google Fiber up on the on Mars. Come it, on. Hey, if you think about it, our satellites so are I got up a question. in space. Who, who's the one that puts the telephone poles up on Mars They're not or the telephone moon? Poles. There's a different way. I don't know the the exact way of them connecting, but I'm telling you, go look on NASA's Instagram. They post pictures, NASA videos, has all kinds of things. Yes. I didn't know that. Oh my goodness. It's like you forget we're in a we're, we're in the uh, 21st century. You know, like I just I'm not I'm not about that space life. I'm I would never do it. Never in a million. I mean, you could you could offer me. I don't know how much money, but uh, two million bucks, and I wouldn't do it. Oh, no, I would. Ch- no heartbeat. chance. No, okay. no, no. Speaking of money, though, we're talking about these chocolate covered cicadas. Is there anything for money? That you would absolutely not eat, regardless of how much money somebody offers you. No. You would try anything. Yes. Did you ever like the show, like Fear Factor? Like, would no, you ever go on, go on a show like that? Fear Factor is dumb to me. Why? Because Fear Factor was supposed to be about being scared of stuff. And it turned into, oh, if you can't, you're eating gross stuff. Like, and sometimes you just can't eat it. Like, you try, but your stomach rejects it and you lose. That's not Fear Factor. It's just my stomach can't handle it, Factor. Like, fear is scared of things. I'm not scared of eating a bull testicle. Like, give me the bull testicle. Would you eat a snake? Yeah. Even though you're afraid of them? Yeah, because it's dead. Okay. Like, I mean, I watch, I watch the challenge. But you wouldn't let snakes crawl all over you. No, nah, that's fear factor. <laughs> yeah, that's fear. That, that's scary. I would. Ha- I mean, I would freak out. But that's what I'm saying. That's fear factor. Eating something is not fearful to me. I'm not fearful of eating something. Well, maybe that's why you feel that way about fear factor, because a lot of those things, I'll be afraid. I wouldn't eat a freaking testicle of anything. You wouldn't eat a bull testicle? No. What about a pig brain? No. I'd eat the crap out of it. Again, you're also talking to a vegetarian who wouldn't even eat a steak. Right. But I'm saying, what I mean is, that to me is not scary. It's not, that's not scary. It's, it's not, gross. It's not death defying. Right. It's what gross. No one is scared to eat something. They're they're grossed out by it, but they're not scared of it. They're not scared of a thing of broccoli. They may be grossed out by it, but they're not scared of it. So are you are you saying right now that there's only a few things in life that you're very fearful of? Yeah. Which are snakes. Yeah. What else? Death. Okay. And that's a pretty common one. Yeah. Is that it? Those two things? Um I don't know, probably. I mean, I have this like fear of it's not heights, but I hate the feeling you get when you go down a roller coaster. Oh, it's your the stomach, best thing ever. I hate that feeling. It's awesome. That stomach makes me vomit. Okay, Genuinely. That's not good. I know. So I can't go on roller coasters, even though like I am very adventurous and I would do a lot of things. Roller coasters are awesome. I would skydive because people tell me you don't get that feeling. You don't feeling. get that feeling. So it's not necessarily heights, but it's that feeling that yeah. literally like your stomach literally drops. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. Okay. Yeah. Scared of sharks. I'm scared of sharks. I'm scared of the ocean. I'm scared to like go- the deep blue ocean, not like the the ocean on the shoreline. Well, I'm a little scared of that because of sharks and stingrays and jellyfish. But I am terrified. I, I like my wife. Like we went on our honeymoon. I was scared. It was the first time I ever flew over the ocean because I was scared of crashing in the ocean, and them never. But the finding- ocean is the best place to crash. No, because then you'll never find my body. That's not necessarily true. Because if there's a fire, the ocean will put it out. No, no, no. If you crash in the ocean, you're dead. Okay, you know. And sharks. To eat be me. fair, though, you're much more likely. to 
to pro- I'm, I, I don't know the stats on this. <laughs> Please, no, you said, no, no, you said. I'm saying no, no, you're, you said. To be honest. I you're, think you are much more likely to survive if it is an ocean crash rather than a land crash. But so. you're not going to find my body in the ocean. Yeah. The sharks you're are going to eat wrong. me. So that's my thing. Yeah. And so I was. T- I, I will not go out there where you cannot see land. No freaking way. Sign me up. Never. So you never go jet skiing in the ocean? Well, yeah, right by the shore you can. But yeah, but you I go-, go out a little bit. Ah! But I can see land. If I can't see land, I ain't going. So you'll never go on like a cruise? Exactly. My wife and I went on a cruise. She wanted to go on a cruise. And I said, no cruise for me because you got to be able to see the land. That's why we did the Alaskan cruise because you can see land. Boom. You did go on a cruise, but you saw land the whole time. And we were definitely the youngest people on that boat by 20 years. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, is I went on a lasting cruise, too, and I definitely was a young one on that boat. That was crazy. It is definitely like the older crowd. Older because crowd. But Alaska, so cool. The most beautiful place on this planet, people. Oh, my Everybody gosh. wants to go to Hawaii, and I love Hawaii. Never been there. Well, everybody wants to go there, though. Everybody talks about Hawaii, yeah, right? Yeah, go to Alaska. I'm serious. Go to Alaska. It's you amazing. have to experience that place. It's great. It is great. Yeah, that was a good spot. It, okay, it, so it was so fun. The deep blue ocean. That's fierce. Uh, nah, I don't nah, like. Nah. I, I don't want that you would never Even find stingrays? Them. I mean, I swam with stingrays. Those well, yeah, aren't that scary. Yeah, because they're trained. They're not trained. They're in the ocean. You're <sighs> in. They take you on a boat to a place yeah, where but there they, are stingrays. Yeah, but they're used to seeing people. If I just get in the ocean at the beach... That stingray, ah, gotcha. Or jellyfish, wah. I will say my sister got stung by a jellyfish. See, thank you. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's why. She was on spring break with friends and she got stung by a jellyfish. Did her friend pee on her? I don't really remember what they ended up doing. Yeah, so I, that's what I mean. I am terrified about that. So like my wife grew up going to the, the beach. I grew up going to the lake. So I love the lake. I'll get in the lake. Let's go swimming. Don't care about the green water. Like not being able to see. That's what I love. The ocean. But there's snakes in that. That's okay though. Even though you're afraid of snakes. Yes, well, there's snakes in the ground, and I walk on the ground. <laughs> I I just don't. But, but that same logic, lunch, applies to the deep blue ocean. <laughs> I don't like it because there's sharks and the jellyfish I, and the ocean. You hear about these people like always at the beach, and they get taken away by a current. So why the heck do I want to get in the beach? You don't, I mean, like that just seems terrible. Like it seems like the worst place in the world. Okay, but I'm, I'm just making sure you realize your logic is not the same. No, my logic is exactly the same. No, it's not. How so? Right. Name it. Because name you it. just said, like, oh, well, uh, you know, snakes are in the lake. Well, you know, they're also in the ground I walk on. Well, it, it's no different than the ocean. It's the same concept. No, no, it's not. Because oh the ocean, God. you can't see the land, and there's jellyfish that sting you. There's stingrays that get you. There's sharks that bite you. And there's currents that take you. Bye-bye. Yeah, same stuff can happen in a lake. No! I've never been in a lake and the current just take me away. Yeah, have you never heard of like boat accidents or... Yeah, but the, the, the boat accident, you can get to it real quick because you're right on there on the lake. Not ne- I've been on lake, like Table Rock Lake. There's times where you don't really see land. There's moments. I don't know what that is. Table Rock Lake in, in Missouri and Arkansas. Never been. Oh, beautiful lake. Great. At I, least I, I think. I mean, also I've drank a lot. A lot okay, so. here <laughs> we go. Now we don't even know where the lake is. Now, oh, you know, <laughs> I was on Lake uh, Wachahatchee. Oh, uh, you know, the one over hey, there. you know what? A lot of people are on lakes and oceans, and that's what they're doing, okay? Uh, oh, I'm man. just telling you, the ocean is not okay. my friend. Well, we, we learned your, your deepest, darkest and that's the problem, fears is my, in this So moment. my wife and I always have a battle when we go on vacation. She always wants to go to the beach. 
And I'm like, the you beach. You can be on the beach, so you don't even have to go into the ocean. Then what the heck am I doing there? I don't want to just lay there in the hot sand. That's not very much fun. You can stick your feet in. You don't even have to go very far. You're that, right on the shoreline. Let, let me tell you how much fun it is to just sit there and bake in the sun. Okay, well, this sounds <clears> like a very personal problem that you don't want to go to the deep blue ocean. I mean, it does not like it does not sound fun to sit there and bake in the hot sun and not get in the water. So you're more of the snowboard side then. I never been it. there. Never been snowboarding. Never been well, skiing. Never done any of that. Terrible. I just like going to the lake. <laughs> Sign me up for the lake or sign me up for Vegas. Let's go. There you have it. You want to make a lunchbox happy? Send them to a lake or Vegas, but not the deep, dark ocean. No. It, <laughs> oh, it's so scary. Oh, man. Okay. Well, check out this. This is when somebody on the show had to eat a chocolate-covered cicada this week. And the wheel, man, the wheel will get you. And it did this week for somebody. So listen to it now, but then watch it back. BobbyBones.com because everybody's laughing. There's a good little crunch in there, too. Bon appetit. Number one. It's time to eat the chocolate-covered cicadas, which, by the way, the, the example I showed you guys was the top layer, which wasn't cicada. Oh, oh what was oh. it? That was just, just chocolate? That was just chocolate. Oh. Oh. They're actually shaped. Like a bug? Like a bug. I no. Bug. I can't. I won't be able to look at it. Here. It's, uh, I mean, oh, wow. That's literally, it's that's just a, a whole cicada with chocolate over it. <laughs> okay, so we have a wheel. We'll spin the wheel. If it lands on you, your name comes off the wheel. Last okay. one standing is the loser. And you'll eat a chocolate-covered cicada uh, here on the air. All right. Why is it Mike D's name on here? Oh! oh what? Good question. He's vegan. Okay. Oh. We got a vegan and a vegetarian taking off today. <laughs> Okay. Okay, so it's that Amy, Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, All right. Scuba Steve, Raymundo, and myself. Okay. Can a guy get a keto exemption? No. <laughs> You've already tried that, Ray. Yeah. Can we get that off my name to start? Uh, Here we go. You want it to land on your name because then you're oh, taking off. Oh, come on! Let's spin, spin that wheel! Let's oh, go, baby. Come on, come on, come on. Let's oh, go, baby. Amy is yeah. off. Yeah, so I did not dumb. want to be dramatic about this, so I'm so thankful. Amy is coming off the wheel. That <sighs> almost got to me. I thought it was going to get to me. Man, I manifested that. We're did all you? manifesting I mean, it. Yeah. Your manifest is no more than ours. Yeah, well. Your manifest is so strong. Landed on me. You did. You're right. Okay. Amy's off the wheel. Who, who do y'all want me to manifest for? Who, me. Me. Okay. Me, please. All right. Who Let's do you like the best? <laughs> the person uh, who is last up has Come to eat a chocolate-covered cicada. Let's spin, spin that wheel! Come on! Oh, that's looking good. Looking good. Looking good. There. Oh. Scuba. That's stupid. Oh. Is that who you manifested? No, I mean. She no. manifested for Bobby. I did, and it almost landed on him. Scuba's coming off the wheel. I know where my bread is buttered. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> Sounds so weird. <laughs> you butter Amy's bread, Bobby? It didn't work. Hey, we need a little splitting to do. Yeah. All right, butter. here we go. Oh, my gosh. It's down to three. No, four. Who, uh, Bobby, Lunchbox, Eddie, Raymundo. Oh One gosh. of us four will eat a chocolate-covered cicada. 25% oh chance. Let's uh, spin, spin that wheel! wheel! Come on. Ah! Come on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on. Yeah! <laughs> See you suckers later! <laughs> okay. I'm out of here! Where are you going? Uh, Lunchbox 
Yeah. It's been taken off the wheel. Yeah. Oh gosh. I lose, I lose more wheel things. No, I lose more wheel I don't things. Know. I love this wheel though today. That's a good looking wheel. Lunchbox was so excited when he yelled, spit came out, like he drooled that. out of his mouth. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was getting my mouth wet for the cicada. What? I thought I was going to have to water it down. Let's spin, spin that, that wheel! Come on, baby. Bobby? Bobby. Come on, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. Eddie is off the wheel. Eddie is off the wheel. Yeah. Hey, what'd you say? See ya, suckers. (laughs) Yeah, where are you going? (laughs) I know where. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so it's down to Bobby and Raymundo. Hey, before we spin this last time. Bobby, do you want to pay for someone to go back up and take your spot? <laughs> He's playing your game. I love that. I mean, to take my spot? Yeah. yeah. I'll take your spot for 50 bucks. Now you're selling yourself? Yes. He's making money. I mean, I would do that, but the listeners are going to get mad. Yeah. Okay. So I won't do that. Because I, I for sure would do that. That was funny. But listeners will get mad, and I want to... Uh, the integrity of the wheel. I believe in it. Okay. okay. Ray, it's you and I. Anything you want to say? Uh, not looking forward to eating it. I'm guessing it's me. I mean, honestly, I haven't gambled in four months. I'm gambling now and I'm losing. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Let's spin that wheel! Come on. Oh. oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh! I'm off the wheel! Yes, I'm off the wheel, baby! Oh, oh it was that last click, like Wheel of Fortune. That right was awesome. Yeah, there you right. go. Okay, so step right yeah. up. Raymundo. 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 Come, Ray come on in. He's walking in the studio. Up for grabs. Oh, One. Look at that. Chocolate covered cicada. <laughs> look at that. <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> All right, buddy. Here we go. Slow motion. I'm doing it over here, right? Right there, yep. yeah. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. Let me know if you got me on camera. I got you. I got you. How's it How look? do you feel right now? Uh, I mean, not looking forward to it, but de- definitely like channeling you on Bear Grylls. Sometimes you just got to eat bugs and yeah. stuff like that. Like, it does look like chocolate, but I can see the cicada mm-hmm. easily underneath it. So I'm not thinking chocolate. I'm thinking bug. Let us hear as you crunch it. Here okay. we go. Three, two, one. In his mouth. Go. Oh! oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! That Why was, was awesome. that so crunchy? Oh. Ray? Oh! It was really crunchy. Yeah. It's small. <laughs> part of it tastes like a Kit Kat. Really? Oh. Nice. I mean, I can feel the tentacles and stuff. Oh. You can feel the wings. The wings are tough to chew. <laughs> it's gone. How'd it taste? Decent. It wasn't god awful. If I needed to, in like a pinch, I would eat that. <laughs> so, like, if you were with hungry, a little bit of chocolate in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> what if we wash the chocolate off? No. And spin it again. No, I'm just, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, there he is, Raymundo. Yeah. He lost. Chocolate covered cicada, and now we know. Yep. And like they say, knowing is bliss. The battle, and no one is half the battle. GI Joe. Oh. Okay, there it is. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. All right, y'all, that is it for this week's show. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with me and with Lunchbox. So much fun talking about basically everything that happened on the show this week and just life and his kids and him being a dad and pretending to be a dad with me. It was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. I hope you guys have a great Saturday. Yeah, and, uh, and great weekend. From, hey, yeah, stay away from that ocean, guys. It's oh. a scary place Go to out the ocean. There. Go explore life. Don't go on a roller coaster. <laughs> 
<laughs> a roller coaster. Okay. You don't like I, the roller coaster is the best thing in the world. Let but, me tell you. I still remember my first roller coaster in seventh grade. Oh man, it was the Texas Giant at Six Flags Dallas, and I rode it like with my head in my lap the whole way. You didn't even see my head in the picture. There you go. Lunchbox left you with one more story for the weekend before we left. But thank you to y'all. Have a great weekend. Make sure you follow the Bobby Bone Show on everything at Bobby Bone Show. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, everything. And also, I have to mention, Lunchbox and I do some really fun videos sometimes. And we just came back with one on TikTok. And it was Walker Hayes' song. He had made a dance. And it's kind of going viral a little bit on TikTok. So. Yeah, so and if you ever see one on TikTok that you want us to do a challenge or a dance, just tag us in it so we know it's hard for us to find good ones. And we don't want to just put up crappy ones. And I'm a dancing machine, so let's get those going. You're a machine of some kind. I'm not sure <laughs> dancing is the word hey, I My use. favorite comment on ours was, some people were meant to dance. And then there's Lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the comment section is great, too. Well, you can follow me on anything at WebGirlMorgan, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything. Lunchbox, shout out your handle. Uh, Radio Lunchbox on all those. And uh, also, Cameo. Lunchbox on Cameo. Yeah, make your day. Get a video from me. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Come on. Bobby Bones, yeah.